Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Forty-year-old boy podcast, and uh, and look, it's only been a couple of seconds, but I can't stop myself. God damn, do I sound good? How good does my voice sound today? Right? I've waited the proper amount of time to start this broadcast. That's all I'm going to tell you guys because it's the golden hour for this throat, and I am pouring silk into all of your goddamn ears. Not just one of your ears. Don't pretend that you're listening to me with one earbud in, one earbud out, because you can't be distracted by fucking society. You want to go ahead and concentrate on me and everything that I've got to say. And especially this voice that, holy Christ, listen to it. You know what? It's not even like it's not even like I'm pouring silk into your ear. It's like I'm taking a, a silk rag, like a silk scarf, and I'm stuffing it in one ear hole, and I'm pulling it out the other and giving your brain a silk swab. What am I doing there? Just fucking like I'm, you ever see those guys do that with the shoes when they're shining shoes? Like, lip, 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 lip. That's what I'm doing right now to your goddamn brain with this hot, silky voice. Uh, or or let's go this route. Perhaps it's uh, maybe you're not a silk person. Do you like a gabardine? Maybe it's a gabardine. Maybe it's a pima cotton. I don't know. I'm a silk man myself, uh, especially when it comes to my voice. I don't want to have a pima cotton voice. No, I just sound like a dick. But if I've got a silk voice, then you're just like, holy shit, look at silky motherfucker walking up the goddamn street. What's up, silky Mike? That's what my friends call me, silky Mike. I don't have any friends. Uh, <laughs> but man, I sound good. This is this is the golden hour for this throat, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to lie to you. I have I have uh, arrived at it. We are here together. We have all well, you know, we're coming together right now over me. And I appreciate that because of this voice. Listen to it. You know, I get a look. All right. There's people out there. I can't lie to you. And I'm sure you're not going to lie to me. I'm, I'm betting that my voice is making some of you wet. Is that happening? Who out there is wet right now? And even the men, <laughs> you know what? You're goddamn right. Even some of the men are fucking wet from this goddamn voice. Show of hands, who's wet? Well, show of hand, because your other hand is clearly busy taking care of business as you listen to this goddamn voice, as you lay back and think to yourself all of the things that I could do for you by talking to you. Nothing else. That's it. I would just whisper into your ear while you took care of business. That's fine. You can just like lay on your stomach 
and uh, and uh, and I'll spank you. <laughs> Maybe while you while I whisper in your ear. How does that sound? Is that what you want? All right, I just took a turn. I still sound good. I you know even though I've now gone a little too far and and pushed it, especially in this time of Jesus. This is his birthday, and I shouldn't fuck around and all that stuff. I should go ahead and pull the reins back on this runaway sexy stagecoach, this runaway sexy silky stagecoach that we're calling my voice these days. I should go ahead and pull it off to the side. But you say, nay, as if you were a runaway horse going, no, Mike, turn it loose. Let's fucking rampage up the goddamn dirt trail and have you whisper in our fucking ears while you spank our asses and pull the reins. Let's do it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. What's happening, man? It is December. Uh, still December, uh, late, late December, no, mid-December, I guess it's mid-December. What is it? Today's the 17th. Yeah, it's the 17th, uh, December 17th, which means we're halfway through the month, which, uh, we're actually, you know, let's do the math on that. We're a little more than halfway through the month and we're a week away from the birthday of the, the guy, the J man, the sky King, you know, he's up there right now looking down at us thinking, about he's, and no, I'll tell you what, you know what he's doing? He's just up there practicing loaves and fishes because there's a big fucking party coming and, uh, and he's going to zoom all of you. Jesus is going to zoom you for his birthday and just, and he's going to taunt you because you're like, Jay, man, this is fucking awesome. We wish we had some gifts and you could come down here with the fucking fish trick. And he's like, oh yeah, check this out on zoom. First of all, by the way, he's on mute. He forgets to turn it back on. So he's like, and you're like, Jesus, you're on mute. Jesus, Jesus, you're on mute. Uh, Oh, sorry about that. And then Jesus does this claps once waves his hands and it's it's a goddamn ocean of fish in his living room. And he laughs and laughs uproariously because you can't experience it. You think Jesus has a living room? Let me ask you this. Is he- Does heaven have houses? We always heard about clouds and shit like that. And they're supposed to be, you know, there's a there's pearly gates. So clearly somebody up there knows something about building structures. All right. There's pearly gates in, uh, in, uh, and fucking Jeff the Baptist, whoever the fuck that guy is. What's his name? I'm teasing. It's John the Baptist. I just realized it. Uh, no, who's the guy at the front gate? Uh, fucking Rick. No, Jake. No, these all seem strong and aggressive. These are, those are stronger names than I'm, I'm thought. Uh, Matthew, it's Matthew, right? No, Matthew, Luke Perry. It's Luke Perry, <laughs> Matthew Perry and Luke Perry. It's the two of them. The Perry brothers are That's who you meet when you get up there and you get to heaven. And, and, and Matthew Perry looks at you and he goes, could you be more saved? And then he lets you right in and then you go find a house or a cloud. St. Peter, that's his fucking name. Uh, that guy's got a podium. So he's got a podium and there's already, like I said, they built a, 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 a fence, which already, they, let's think about that for just a second. Okay. Heaven has a gate, right? Not heaven's gate, but heaven has like the pearly gates, right? So that means there must be sky crime. Because if heaven felt so insecure that they had to build a gate around the joint, that implies that there's some sort of, I don't know, dive bombing pirates or whatever the fuck, some rambunctious idiots who keep doing fucking smashing grabs on on the podium and the rest of the Jesus's jewelry stores. Because if you have to build the pearly gates, that indicates that that somehow there are people gate crashing or swooping in or trying to. Is it is it is it like Helm's Deep? Is that what it is? Is there just waves of bad souls trying to get in? And so you had to build a gate. I don't know. And uh, and how big around is that gate? Because how big around is I mean, what's what's the square footage of heaven? What are we talking about here? Right. Because you got to figure Everybody who's ever died is there. And I don't want to hear about hell and all that bullshit. I mean, everybody's still, even, even if some of them get jettisoned off to hell, they still have to ride the fucking holy escalator and stand outside the gate. Now imagine that fucking wait. Holy shit. I've waited in line for fucking Van Halen concert tickets. I get to imagine getting into heaven's got to be a lot worse because, you know, you're only selling 18,000 for the Rosemont horizon. There's got to be 18 million people a day who die in this country. Uh, although, <laughs> and it's going up every day, courtesy of you non-mask fuckheads. 
Uh, 18 million seems strong, right? Because there's, well, I mean, well, no, worldwide, I bet that's not a bad number because we've got 330 million in the, in, the, in the United States alone. There's 330 million people in the United States. So 18 million would be, what, like uh, 5% of that? So 5% of the, if 5% of the United States died at once, I'm trying to do the math quickly in my head. Don't yell at me. Uh, so then you've got 18 million worldwide. Yeah, fuck it. I think I'm right. I'm going to, you know, what? I'm sticking by my math on that. Step the fuck off. Nobody come at me with some goddamn, take your slide rule and show it up your fucking slidey ass. Take your abacus and go fucking ring it around your goddamn neck and count yourself to sleep. You thought you could count sheep? Fuck that. Put an abacus around your goddamn neck and count marbles. Do that bullshit. Cause you're coming at me with goddamn. Actually, Mike, here's the numbers. Exactly. Shut up. 18 million people die a day. I've said it. I've decreed it. And I, who you can argue? You can argue with me, Major Silk? I don't think you are. Lieutenant goddamn Silk of the goddamn awesome voice brigade. I think you're not going to fucking bring that to my goddamn attention. Uh, but so heaven, as I've mentioned, there's 18 million people dying. And then people got to go to heaven and, and they got to have their thing in front of St. Peter. I mean, I mean, look, I'm sure there's a couple of bad dudes like Ted Bundy and fucking Richard Ramirez who... They killed a bunch of people, but like, is there, all right. And again, I don't know this thing. I don't know your fucking comic book, whatever the fuck Jesus says and all that nonsense. Let me ask you this. If Ted Bundy's a good guy and he's nice to dogs his whole life, but he kills a bit like fucking 40 women with a corkscrew, right? We, we can say that he's, he's nice to dogs. He was always nice to his grandma. And yet he killed 40 women with a corkscrew. You, uh, and then he asks for forgiveness, right? On his deathbed. And then you're supposed to let him in no matter what. Because that's the rules in your in your book, in your pamphlet. It says, as long as you on your deathbed say, oh, man, I'm sorry. And then a guy with a different collar than the rest of us goes, "Okay, no problem. You can go to heaven and get in. Now, imagine. Let me ask you this. Say you're a pope. Hey, you're Pope Lou, whatever the fuck. Pope Pope Larry, you're Pope Larry and you die. And you die the same day as fucking Ted Bundy. And then you go to heaven and you're standing in line because, look, you're the pope. Yes, but you're not. Nobody's cutting the fucking line here. That's it's not. There's a velvet rope fucking everywhere. All right, Pope, you got your weird hat on. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll put the touch on you and take you out and let you in. Maybe somebody will let you cut the goddamn line. Maybe St. Peter and his friends will say, all right, there you go. Get the guy with the miter. Get that dude. Um, But if not, and you got to wait on the escalator just like everybody else and you find yourself standing next to Ted Bundy and you're like, I'm the uh, I was a pope, man. Like I was cool and I, I blessed everybody and I fed them bread, which was supposedly Jesus. And then I, I poured blood in their face and everybody loved that part of me. And then I, uh, I walked because I, I got to be honest. I, what does the Pope do? Does he set rules? Does he set laws for the uh, for the church? I guess he does. Right. Or does he just enforce the laws of the church? Is he, is he is he like a super cop? Is that what the hat brings to the fucking table? That's part of his, his badge and his outfit. I don't know. I can't I look. And again, whenever there's an issue with religion and I start talking about it, there's always one person who writes me and they're just like, uh, you, you know, it's just if you don't believe in it, that's fine. But, you know, you understand. I know I get it, but we're having fun. So what we're doing is we're having fun. And I'll tell you what, if if this is offensive in any sort of way to uh, to the J man and the rest of his sky pals, then guess what? Guess what I do when I die right there on the old bedside? I go, hey, hey, you with the collar. I'm sorry. And he goes, you're fine. And then I go to heaven with Ted Bundy, who's there, by the way, because Ted Bundy asked for forgiveness on his deathbed. So then he goes up to heaven and he's standing next to the Pope in the fucking escalator. And he's like, Pope's like, what are you in for? And uh, and Ted Bundy's like, killed 40 girls with a corkscrew. And uh, what are you in for? And the Pope's like, I don't know. I was, I was the boss of the church. How the fuck am I standing next to you? He goes, well, I, I asked to, he goes, do you know Ray? <laughs> and the Pope's like, what? He goes, Ray, Ray from Utah, Father Ray. 
And uh, I, he's in the poem's like, yes, of course, certainly. I know all of them. And Bundy's like, well, he forgave me, said it was OK. And so I, I just he's he's kind of giving me the heads up. I'm sure he's going to put in word with the big man up at the front of the escalator and I'm going to get right in the doors. And the Pope's kind of scoffing to himself because he's like, yeah, well, our book says that, but it's not real. And then the Pope gets to the front. And they're like, oh, Larry, what's happening, man? We'll get to you in just a second. But first, how are you, Ted? And they're like, and Ted's like, what? And they're like, Ray told us all about you. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you pop in here, that'd be fantastic. I will tell you this, though. Uh, there is a map and a neighborhood you want to avoid. Oh, my God. You absolutely want to avoid this neighborhood because there are 40 families who are very angry with you right now. And they would like a word. So we're going to send you over here. And Ted's like, thanks, guys. Whatever. And he goes off to the fucking space casino. And the Pope's just like, what the fuck, man? I'm in heaven with that guy. Killed 40 chicks with a corkscrew. And then the Pope's furious because he's like, holy shit, I was... I got the gold house and shit and everybody kissed my feet and that was fun. And I, I drove around in the box car. Sweet. But, uh, but as, as much fun as it was to drive in the hermetically sealed fucking box car, I could have killed 40 chicks with a corkscrew. What the fuck is wrong with me, man? Man, did I go the wrong way in this? I fucking backed the wrong horse. Uh, when in reality, no, no, Larry, you didn't back the wrong horse. Uh, in fact, the very fact that you did the job to the best of your ability and you held up the the holy book and all of its, its teachings uh, is the very reason that you and I are sharing heaven with a guy who disemboweled 40 chicks with a goddamn corkscrew because he got forgiven on his deathbed, just like it says in the book. And you believed in it before. And now you're upset because you got a studio apartment and fucking he's got a penthouse at the goddamn casino because he was nice to his grandma and he killed 40 chicks with a corkscrew. Ugh. Larry, think twice. So here's what I say to you. This is my message I bring to all of you out there listening right now. Think twice before you come become Pope. Think twice. If they come to you with the Pope offer and they got the black smoke and the whole nine and they're like, hey, how about you, John? And you're like, well, it's a good Pope name, right? And they're like, yeah, there was a John and a John Paul and a John Luke and a John Barrymore or whatever the fuck. And, they're, and you're like, oh, you know what? I might want to do it. However, part of me also owns a hatchet and wants to use it in ways that a hatchet should not be used. And they're like, okay, well, I'll tell you what, if you don't, uh, you don't want to become Pope, that's totally fine. You want to go on a hatchet killing spree? No problem. Just do us a favor. Uh, before you're done, come over to our place and ask whoever we do choose for Pope to forgive you. Because again, it's in the book. And then, uh, and I guess we'll just see you upstairs. And he's like, all right, see you fellas. And they're like, hey, have fun. Uh, now I will say this, especially at this, Holy time on the calendar. Um, I only went to Catholic school for a couple of years, so I could be wrong about some of this. I don't want to go ahead and reach out and just say that I'm wrong about all of it. And I certainly don't want to say that I'm right about all of it, because certainly I'll have to answer to some fucking scholar, someone from the Talmud or somebody's going to write me up and go, oh, excuse me. Don't you understand, sir? And then he'll give me some lesson in fucking, you know, Jesus degrees. And I'll be like, OK, my fault. Uh, and, and I will cop to it. If this is all, if this is wrong in any way, shape or form, please. Well, the Pope, if the Pope wants to contact me and who's the Pope now, Pope, uh, da, 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 da. well, John's dead. John Paul's dead. And, uh, Pope Benedict, he came after Pope John, right? Uh, is it Pope Francis? I want to say, is it him? Frankie, Pope Frankie, the chairman of the board, the chairman of the Holy board, Pope Francis. Why does he do Dean Martin, Bing Crosby? I don't know. Instead, he should have a velvet tone. Well, no, that's more of a, who's that? Uh, that's Mel Torme, the Velvet Fog. Was he the Pope? 
Pope Mel? It's not a bad name for a pope. What's up, Pope Mel? How you doing, Pope Mel? Uh, see, that's what we need to do. We need to start combining celebrities into that job because we hired a celebrity to be president, and that went well. So let's go ahead and hire a president to be like, or a celebrity to be pope. Let's find a fucking, who's a good uh, actor to be pope? I don't know. Mandy Potomkin? Popekin? <laughs> Mandy Poptinkin? Uh, he's, he's got a, he's got a salt and pepper vibe, right? He seems like a prof- professorial person. Well, who's pious. Who's like a holy dude that can be a goddamn, or, or doesn't even have to be that. Who's like an old, who's one of our old beloved actors. Is Charles Durning still alive? Let's make him the Pope. Big bulbous alcohol nose or Bob Prosky. Bob Prosky still around. Let's throw him in the fucking office. I, you know what? I will not rest until a character actor is named the Pope. I demand it. I demand it right now. George Kennedy, you still alive? Grab a miter, buddy. You're poping it up. Go heal somebody with your big, meaty George Kennedy hands, dragline. Uh, all right. Hi. How are you? <laughs> we ready for Christmas? I hope we are. That's next week. I shouldn't be talking about Christmas this week. Christmas is next week. Uh, but God knows I want to analyze Christmas. That's what I want to talk about right now is Christmas. Uh, I did a podcast with my friend Pat Francis. Uh, I'll tell you about it later. Well, I guess I'll tell you now. I did a Christmas podcast with Pat. Uh, with the, It's his rock solid show. And he, he called it Mary Schmidtmas, which was, uh, you know, it's certainly a nice tribute to me. And it, it honored me in a, a strange way. And I was happy. But that comes out next week. So go ahead and listen to that. Uh, why am I doing plugs already? I'm, I'm just barely into the goddamn show. Uh, I'm a little amped up because I had some McDonald's on the way home from Pat's house. I had McDonald's at the drive through and uh, and I'm not that guy. Like I'm not. You know, here's the thing. I you know, I'm. As you know, I'm destroying myself. That's what that's what 2020 has been all about. It's been me going, you know what? Let's let's do all this wily e. coyote shit we can to our body without a roadrunner to catch. I I'm falling off cliffs and landing in piles of spaghetti. Uh, I'm I'm running into a painted tunnel on a rock, and then uh, and falling down into a child's wading pool of Pepsi. Uh, all these bad things are happening, and yet and that's and yet and yet, I live to tell the tale. So, uh, so tonight I, I wanted to, I was driving home and I wanted McDonald's. Now I have food in my house, but it was like, ah, you know what? I'll get some McDonald's because again, it's just, it's that forbidden fruit. I'm a child. I can get what I want. I'm a grown up, whatever. Uh, and also they have this deal over McDonald's that I've actually gotten a couple of times this month. And I hate to say it. Uh, I've been, I've, yes, I've been to McDonald's, uh, not, not even this month. I bet I was here once this month, like a week ago. And then I actually went to McDonald's like a month ago, but they had a deal where it's like you buy two things and one of them's a buck. So like if you buy a double quarter pounder with cheese and then you get a filet of fish for a buck. And that is just, you know what they call that? They call the, they call that the fat man's lucky charm. That's what they call it. They call that the fat man's one, two, the fat, the fat man's right, left. Uh, and so I, I did it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a week ago? No, about 10 days ago. It was nine days ago. Eh, it could have been 14 days ago. I'm not sure. Look, don't hold me to it. Uh, I didn't write it in my goddamn address book. By the way, I don't have an address book. I have a phone now that uh, tracks all that stuff. And it's funny. I used to have address books and stuff with everybody's name in it and all that. And now I'm like, you know what? I got a phone. I don't have to do that. And uh, I used to write things down when I had to write things down. And now that I have a phone, I don't do a fucking thing. I don't keep track of anything. I just If the phone absorbs that information and I can find it later, that's great. But if it does not, oh, well, I may never speak to you again. Um... So I go to McDonald's, right? I think I told you, you know what? I went, uh, I went to McDonald's. I went in November, but the last time I had been to McDonald's before that was on New Year's Eve night. Remember? Because I was kicking off the year of I will. <laughs> remember, remember when that was an idea? Uh, 
I was going to do the year of I will this year. So I said, you know what I feel like eating? I feel like eating McDonald's here at 2.30 in the morning. Remember when I got caught in the drive-thru? Long story. Uh, by year 12 or go back and listen to something in January. I don't fucking know. But uh, so then I actually, when they put this new deal out, I was driving past McDonald's uh, a couple of weeks ago and I was like, all right, I'm in. So I did it. And uh, and I mean, because you can't argue with two sandwiches for seven bucks, because that's another reason I will tell you this. And I, ta- I think I talked about this in fucking January. Another reason I don't go to McDonald's is a uh, I want better burgers. You know what I mean? You go to you go to an in and out, you get a much better burger. But I also don't want to go to McDonald's because like a fucking uh, uh, like a filet of fish meal is nine bucks. It's a filet of fish. It's it's fucking garbage. I mean, I love and look, I love them. They have a unique taste that you can only get within the filet of fish because I go. Look, I dare you. I fucking defy you. Go get a fish sandwich from any other goddamn place. Wendy's has like a fucking ocean cod sandwich. Burger King has a whaler. Uh, all these places have some fried fish sandwich and it's fucking trash, man. It's just gross. You know why? I mean, their tartar sauce is aggressive. The fish is just bland. It just it's it just, uh, you know, because they, they got haddock or they got some. Well, haddock's decent. I think if you do it right, I'm sure it's just like tilapia or scrod. Oh, fuck. Who the fuck wants scrod? Look, I don't want scrod normally. OK, but if you told me I had to get it at a drive through and eat it in my car, it's even less attractive. That doesn't sound good to me at all. Hey, buddy, you like scrod? I do not. Well, what if we fried it up and you had to eat it while you were on the highway? <laughs> well, okay. Now, you know what? I'm willing to give that scrot a day in court. Let's do it. Fry it up and let's take a look. What if we gave you a sauce that is supposed to be cold, but because it was put in the bag with your hot scrot, it got warm. So then you're dunking your hot scrot into a warm mayonnaise of sorts. Oh my God, does that sound delicious? Can you, can you hear my stomach doing flips already? Uh, I hope you can. And that's a hard feat because I had my stomach turned into a goddamn coin purse a fucking years ago. But now here it is doing exercises, jumping for joy at the thought of dunking hot scrod into a warm mayonnaise or not even a warm mayonnaise, a warm mayonnaise based sauce. Uh, so I'm out. I don't like any of those. But the filet of fish has uh, has a certain charm. The filet of fish is the uh, it, it's like, you know, it's like there's porn all over the Internet. You can stumble in it anywhere. However, uh, there's only one porn hub. And that, friends, is the filet of fish. The filet of fish is the porn hub of fish sandwiches. That's what I say. And so that's the that's the one you turn to. If you if you wanna if you wanna have a delightful fish sandwich or, or run off a batch, you go to Pornhub and Filet of Fish. I'll, and I'll tell you this. Don't mix the two. Oh my God, do not mix the two. Do you know how dangerous that is? To tune into Pornhub with, uh, you got your fucking cock in your left hand and your fucking filet of fish in the right and you're stroking and biting and biting and stroking. (laughs) Don't do that. It sounds cool. Now look, I'll tell you this. That sounds amazing. And just saying it out loud right now, it makes me want to do it. Does it kind of, does it it move you a little bit? Because again, we're all wet, certainly from the beginning of the podcast and my new voice, not new voice, it's my old voice, but it just comes back periodically. Um... But are you thinking about stroking and biting and biting and stroking? I think you should be. Are you thinking Are you thinking that should be the name of the show? Let's click a pen and see if we can make that the name of the show. Stroking and biting and biting and stroking, baby. All right. Or should I write a time code or just should I write the whole thing down? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's a mystery for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, do not jerk off while eating fast food. It's not a good look. Because you know why? Because eventually you're tempted because you'll find some fucking you'll be like, hey, this bean burrito is almost like a fleshlight. And you just bite off the end of it and just plunge your cock into the center of it because you're like, yeah, it's kind of warm. And let's do this. Uh, don't do that. Here's what I say. Avoid fucking fast food. And I, and I, I, I say it. Take that both meanings. Avoid fucking fast food and avoid fucking fast food. Don't put your dick in anything that's under six bucks. 
Um, and that, so I mean, so that means if you go get a burrito, it's like 15 bucks in the mission or something. By all, you know what? Go balls deep in that motherfucker. That's right. Just watch out for a wayward French fry, but plunge it in there, baby. Fuck that burrito. Keep fucking that chicken and also fuck that burrito. Uh, <laughs> what, was, what was I talking about? Oh, fish. So, dude, so that's the thing. The filet of fish, that's the gold standard. That's the, uh, that's the, if you go to the, look, if you watch the Olympics, all right, and you see that guy on the, and the gold, uh, he's won the gold medal, they give him a filet of fish. And that guy with the silver medal and the guy with the bronze medal, they get fucking nothing. You know what they get to do? No, I, I apologize. The guy on the gold, he gets the, he gets the, uh, the filet of fish. You know what the guy on the silver stand gets? He gets to smell the filet of fish while the guy in the gold stand is eating it. And, uh, and you know what the guy with the bronze gets? Yeah, that's right. He gets the fucking hot scrub with a mayonnaise base. The hot scrub with a mayonnaise base sauce that nobody enjoys. Uh, and don't don't come at me, England, with your bullshit chips nonsense. Yes, fish and chips is a different animal. Fish and chips is delicious. If you go to a place and you order fish and chips, yes, it's goddamn, it rules the world. But I'm talking about some fucking on-the-run bullshit that a fucking 16-year-old made you and jammed into a bag. You don't know what happened to him. The kid's drooling COVID all over your fucking sandwich. Now you're going to fucking choke that down? And even worse, it's bad fish. Look, if I'm going to risk COVID, it's going to be for the porn hub of fish sandwiches. It's not going to be for the fucking ridiculous nonsense that you're calling a goddamn hot scrod. I don't want a hot scrod from Burger King. And I'll tell you what, they call it the whaler. Change it to the hot scrod. You might as well. You might you might get weird fetishists who go, ooh, the hot scrod. I'm going to bite that motherfucker. Uh, I don't know. But see, so that's the thing. The gold medal is the filet of fish. Silver medal smelling the filet of fish. And uh, bronze, you're just smelling the hot scrod. You're biting the hot scrod with the mayonnaise base, the hot mayonnaise base. Uh, the warm mayonnaise, it's not even hot. If you heat up the mayonnaise, then it could be like an Alfredo, I suppose. Like you dunk it on that fucking fish. But uh, but if it's just warm, imagine that. Just that warm, congealed mayonnaise. You ever see mayonnaise here? Because mayonnaise is like egg yolks and fucking butter. That's all it is, right? So fucking, you ever get the mayonnaise and you, and you leave it out or the cap is off of it or something in the summer at a picnic and you glance over at it and the uh, the mayonnaise in the cap is turned yellow? Because it's starting to revert back to its normal form. It's breaking before your very eyes. And you think to yourself, well, that can't be healthy. And then you go to put the cap back on. And you're like, wait a second here. There's yellow mayo in the cap. And the regular mayo's fine. But they've both been out in the sun. Is that really an issue? And then you got to swab out the fucking yellow mayo from inside the cap. And cap it up and try to put it in the fridge. That drives me crazy when you go to a picnic. And everybody puts like a fucking potato salad in the sun. I just, I will, if you, look. If you invite me to a cookout. First of all, I can't come because we're all trying to lock down because I don't know if you've heard Los Angeles is now the epicenter of COVID-19. And I'm, that's not even a joke. Like, I wish it was a fucking joke, but it's not. We are literally the epicenter for the world of COVID-19. It's like the most infected state with the most infected county and the most infected city. Los Angeles in Los Angeles County in the state of California is right now the epicenter of COVID-19. One in every, uh, what did I read today? One in every 3,000 people will die or something like that. And again, these numbers, who the fuck knows that these numbers are real? I have no clue. You know, I know the, I know it's like the numbers that I know are real are the numbers that keeps fucking going up. It's the guys who are doing the math and going, well, here's the thing, but 99% people survive, whatever the fuck. Right now, it doesn't matter. Stay in your fucking house. Like I, I went to the store the other day because I had to get some stuff. Uh, I don't know. Why did I add that addendum? Of course I had to get stuff. What if I just went to the store to wistfully browse? <laughs> Hopefully, to get, hoping to get the germ. Uh, wouldn't that be great if I got infected right here in the pasta aisle? You know what I'm going to get? I'm going to get a bag of rigamatoni. I'm going to get some elbow macaroni and hopefully the hiv. You got that? Is there a shelf with the hiv on it? 
That's what I'm a doing. I'm just here a brewing and hoping to get the germ. Because I want to go ahead and live my life in a ventilator with a tube in my throat. Da 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 da. Beep, beep, beep. Pay no attention to the man singing the wrong words behind the curtain. All right. I uh, don't understand the, uh, what were we talking about? The fish sandwich. Oh, McDonald's. I'm at McDonald's, right? And I love the filet of fish. That, that's, that's the siren song that gets me in the goddamn door. I will say like once a year, I'll have that thing where I'm like, I want to bite a Big Mac. Big Macs are awesome. Uh, not like my friend Pete Galgano, who one time in McDonald's took a bite of a Big Mac and I, apropos of nothing went, Big Macs are fair. We were in high school. Hey, a budding young food critic, Pete Galgano, Big Macs are fair. And those of you wondering, yes, that is the same Pete Galgano who flexed on the way into the party and said, here's my fucking toga. That's right. Go buy year two. Uh, so uh, occasionally you'll be like, oh, I got to bite a Big Mac. It's like occasionally I have a garbage mind. Occasionally I'm like, you know what I need? Little Caesars pizza. Nobody, nobody in their in their right fucking mind. Nobody on the planet needs Little Caesars pizza. You might want it. You might think to yourself, well, that would be a, a decent purchase. I haven't had that in a while. I oh, my Martin fucking Ed Grimley. Oh, that would be a decent purchase, I must say. Uh, <laughs> I haven't, uh, I haven't, you know, had Little Caesars in a while uh, because you can't go outside of your house. Again, that's another thing too. Because if you're buying, if you're, if I'm going out of my house, I'm going to good places. I'm not going out of my house to risk it for a fucking some some fucking. Quesarito? I mean, do you want to die for a quesarito? No. I got tricked into going to fucking uh, Taco Bell in the beginning of the pandemic when I was out one time. I was trying to just do anything that was normal. But now you find yourself out and I'm like, oh man, I so, and also you want to keep small businesses afloat. But uh, as we've talked about before, I try to keep my Chinese place afloat and then I go there and they fucking yell at me. It's like, what are you yelling at me for? Is this supposed to be like part of the charm? Like you're a New York style fucking Chinese restaurant and then you fight with your customers? I don't know. And again, it hasn't been that bad for a while. But still, there's some, there's some attitude lurking. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, even though I'm coming in there, I'm buying I'm buying Beijing pork from you guys. Oh, I made a mistake the other day. Oh, you know what I did? Fuck, dudes. Dudes. I, uh, all right, I bought, I, I went to get Chinese food. And I'll get back to McDonald's in just a second. Let's talk about food. Let's do that. Let's be fat. Uh, I went and got Chinese food. And I'm trying to get, like, I try to sample different things on the menu. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, all right, this might be good or that, you know. And I shouldn't, you know, you should have your call at a Chinese joint. And look, I have my call because I get myself a chili oil fried rice, uh, a chili oil shrimp fried rice, and I add water chestnuts to it. That's the main, that's the base of the pyramid. Then sometimes I'll get some lao zhong bao, some soup dumplings. Maybe, maybe I'll get myself a uh, pork shumai, which is like a, it's a little pork golf ball covered in a noodle. Oh, it's delicious. Uh, there's a Beijing pork. Sometimes I'll get a sesame chicken. Sometimes I get a crispy cauliflower. See, I like all of these things. I, they're, they're, they're all very good. I get a, I'll get a Mongolian beef on occasion. Um, but sometimes I'll venture into noodle town and, uh, and they had this stuff called like pork mufu or whatever the fuck. I don't even know, but it says, it says right on the menu, it says our chef's favorite lunch. And I was deciding between that and uh, pan fried crispy noodle. So I Googled pan fried crispy noodle and, uh, and it looked delightful, but in my head, I, I said, you know what? I'm going to try this pork mufu. This is, a, this is a couple of months ago. So I get the pork mufu. I get it home. Oh, Jesus. It, it was, uh, it was, it was, you know, you ever hear the term angel hair pasta? You know what that is? Angel hair pasta. Well, this was not a pasta, uh, what made that would be called. This was an actual angel's hair and they somehow had stir fried it with pork and it tasted like a miracle. It was, it was some sort of. 
Uh, When I ate it, I guarantee a guy in heaven named Luke cried because he knew how delicious it was and he was happy for me. This pork mufu was fucking... and, And I see now, now I see why it's the crew's favorite lunch. That's what sold me that particular sentence. It's our crew's favorite lunch. Because as you know, if you go to a restaurant, you say to the waiter, hey, man, it's my first time here. What am I getting? What's what's your lead me? Hit me as our friend Pat Benatar would say. Hit me with your best shot. Lead with your best fucking your your best plate. And whatever that is, I'm going to order it. Now, I might order stuff around it, but I'm definitely going to order the one thing you tell me I have to order. So if on the menu, it literally says pork mufu is our fucking chef's favorite lunch. I am in. So I got pork mufu that day. I got some, I got a little Beijing pork. Uh, what else did I get? Oh, you know what else I like? They have these, uh, they have a crispy pork belly, which is a delight. All sorts of different things. And they got a bunch of Sichuan stuff too. They got frog legs and stuff, man. Jesus. Ants on a log. I think it's called or ants in the tree with glass noodles and, and, uh, all sorts of interesting stuff. They've got some, uh, they got a thing that sounds good, but it's served cold. I don't want to eat that. They got the Dan Dans. I think they got some Dan Dan noodles, got some Dan Dan noodles. Uh, but the pork mufu, that's my buddy. That's it. That's what the chef eats. So I'm like, I'm in. So I ordered it. I got it home and it was glorious. Again, as I said, they wept in heaven over the thought of it. You thought they cried when Eric Clapton's kid took a swan dive. They cried their fucking eyes out when I ate this pasta. And Clapton's writing a song about it right now. He's updating it. <laughs> Uh, oh, all right. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not supposed to laugh at yourself. You're supposed to have another friend here to laugh at you. But Jesus Christ, that made me laugh. How fast was that? That was pretty quick, right? <laughs> all right. Um, so Park Mufu runs the show. It's the fucking, it's the big boss of the noodle dishes, right? So uh, the next time I ordered was, it was a couple weeks ago. And it, and they still, they had the, uh, I still, the, 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 the allure, the, the Zomfir's pan flute of the pan fried crispy noodle was calling me. Let me ask you something. I just said four words. Did any one of them sound not fucking delicious? Maybe pan but I'll tell you what, I would eat the fuck out of Pan if I caught him. You want to talk about, because that's he's the one with the pan flute. Pan with the fucking pan flute? I'd eat the fuck out of that. Isn't he like a sheep boy or whatever the fuck? I think so. Or he's a, he's a, well, Pan's Labyrinth is fucking terrifying. You ever see Pan's Labyrinth? The dude with the fucking eyes in his hands? That's fucking crazy shit. Fauno. Oh, Fauno, because it's in Spanish. The whole movie is. But it's a, that's a terrifying film. But it's awesome. It's amazing. It's a it's a miracle, a wondrous fable. If you haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth, see it. But I will tell you this: absolutely. I, you ever see creatures in a movie and you think I would eat that? I would eat Pan from Pan's Labyrinth if I could kill him. The guy with the fucking eyes in his hands. Uh, why not? Would you eat Donnie Darko's rabbit? Yes, you would. Of course you would. You'd boil him up in a goddamn stew in a giant pot. You'd have to call in uh, some favors from Africa to get a kettle that big. Uh, like I saw in cartoons, but then you throw Donnie Darko's rabbit in there. You make rabbit stew for fucking months. There you go. Cook that motherfucker. Um, so pork mufu runs the show, but then you got pan fried crispy noodle. And again, that is, that is a sentence. That is a, that is a fucking, that is amazing. Right. Uh, that, that's, that's, that might be pan fried crispy noodle. Maybe as sexy as big titted hot chick. You know, when you think about it, that might be that, you know, just, uh, uh, that, that's that's four that's four words you can't argue with. Pan fried crispy noodle. That's just that's just four word sex right there. That's like that's like saying fucking blowjob Olympics cocks needed. 
That's that's a fucking that is a mouthful, baby. That's like saying some like fucking uh, pussy eating competition nightly. You know what I mean? That's that's a game changer. Pan fried crispy noodles. That's four word sex, baby. Uh, it's like saying sushi cannon open wide. <laughs> uh, don't make me think of four words all over again. All right. Um, so pan fried crispy noodle. That is, that is, so I Google it. And again, I look at it and it looks amazing. It looks delightful. Now I will say this. I didn't Google it on their site. I Google it on, on like overall an umbrella, an umbrella Google, if you will, where I was looking at all of the pan fried crispy noodles from all over the, the world from centuries ago, all over the place. So I thought, you know what? Pork Mufu, again, as we know, the home run hitter. But I'm willing to give Pan Cried Crispy Noodle in there so I can so I see if I've got a two-pronged attack. If I've got, if I've got a two-fisted noodle attack at fucking Chengdu House, that'd be badass. Uh, so I call and I make my order and I get the base of the pyramid. Of course, I get the chili oil fried rice, uh, shrimp fried rice with the, the water chestnuts added for two extra dollars. Uh, and then I look around and I think to myself, well, if I get the Beijing pork, I'm going to get the bao buns. Maybe I don't need to get some noodles, but fuck all that. Let's get some pork shumai. I think I got some pork shumai. And then I said, can I get pan fried crispy noodle? They said, yes, of course. And I said, I want the combination, please. Cause I've already got the shrimp riding all the way through in the, in the goddamn fried rice. And I love shrimp, but I figured I get the combination. Cause then I could bite some chicken. I could bite some pork. I could, I could eat all of the Looney Tunes characters, as my friend David would say when we went to Bobby Flay's joint. I'll eat them all, goddammit. Is there a shrimp? Is there a Looney Tunes shrimp? I don't think there is. They have a Tasmanian devil. They have a, a cowboy with a, with a whole bunch of facial hair. You got a rabbit. You got a duck. You got a big chicken. Do they have a cat? They got a cat. Now, yeah, and a bird. They don't have a shrimp. The fuck, man? What, are you too good to go into the ocean there, Warner Brothers Looney Tunes? You got a fucking bald guy hunting a goddamn rabbit? Why can't it be a fisherman? Pull a, pull a mean crab out of the fucking lake. What if there was a trickster crab? We got to have a rabbit who fucking pulls out. The, and let me ask you this. Would you eat Bugs Bunny? You're goddamn right you would. You fucking saute him up with carrots. Now, look, he would bamboozle you and fool you completely. But you'd eat him. You'd eat Wiley Coyote. Oh, that's stringy and tough. You can't eat a coyote. But you might eat the Roadrunner. But he's thin, too. I mean, he's got he's, he's all gristle. Hmm. Who would you eat? Foghorn Leghorn. Now, that now we're talking. That's good eating. You'd eat the fuck out of Foghorn Leghorn. You're not eating Sylvester the Cat because you're not a fucking animal. And, uh, and you're not going to eat Tweety Bird because he's too nice. And also, what's that? A snack? That's a Tweety Bird. That's the kind of, you know what? That's the kind of bullshit bird you eat for faces of death. Like when they banged on the monkey's head with the fucking mallets. And they're like, ha ha, here's the living monkey brain. Well, that's a Tweety Bird. You fucking, he's a little gold bird. You can't fucking cook him because there's no meat on him. But you would eat him. Oh, it's like those, what are those wor- the birds that they fucking eat whole? That you have to actually hide your face when you eat it. What is it? An egret? No, not an egret. There's some fucking bird out there. That you, uh, this is completely true. I'm not lying. There's a, it's a delicacy. I don't know what country you got to go to, Sri Lanka, whatever the fuck. But you, uh, you get a bird, okay, and he's alive. He's like, he's fucking alive. And they bring him in a cup, like a bird cup. And then you literally, you ever, uh, uh, you ever put your head over a steamer because you, you got your nasal passages clogged up? So you're inhaling some Vicks VapoRub steam so you can breathe again like a grown up? Yes. Well, this. It's the same principle, except instead of clearing your nasal passages, you're fucking devouring a live bird. And it, it is, it's not pretty. Would I do it? I don't know, man. There's kind of a Bourdain in me that says I should, but at the same time, I don't even like talking about this shit half the fucking time. Um, you literally, you bend down and it's illegal in most countries, but you, and then you put a fucking, like a, a handkerchief over your head, like you're doing a... <laughs> 
a magic trick. Like you're gonna, they're gonna fucking pull it away and your head's gone or something. Uh, although I guess you are making the bird disappear, so it's kind of a magic trick. But they fucking they lay this thing over you and then you open up your thing and you eat the bird. And that's the deal. You eat them bones and all. That's that's the whole fucking thing. He's like, uh, and I don't think it's an egret. I forget the name of it. It's a fancy bird, but uh, but you totally they bring him out in a cup. He's alive, and then you bite him. And you chew the fuck out of them and you, and you it's literally crunchy. Like it's like those, uh, haystacks cookies you get for Christmas where it's Chinese noodles and chocolate. Well, this time it is, but except it's a goddamn bird and he's got a family. Fuck you. Cookies don't have families. You eat that fucking haystack cookie. You're just like, all right, that was a cookie. I knocked it off. But if you eat a bird, I got news for you. There's like two kid birds who are like, Jesus Christ, we got to avoid the cup. And that guy just ate mom. So you just bend your head in there and, and he even know. And then look, don't think you're fooling anybody hiding your fucking head underneath the shame cloth. Everybody knows you're eating a fucking live bird and you're just like, there's blood on your face and feathers in your mouth. Uh, is that what you want? Is that way? Is that why you graduated college to go travel across overseas to fucking Bangladesh and get fucking blood on your face and feathers in your mouth, crunching bones like you're some kind of fucking weird Viking? No, no. How dare you? How dare you eat a live bird? And that's what Tweety Bird is. He's totally a delicacy. You know, he is because and there's also there's only one of him. I don't know. Somehow they keep getting these fucking food birds. <laughs> they have a food bird farm where they keep dragging them out and putting them in the bird cups. And then there's always a rich person who wants to eat a live bird. And I look as many fucking live birds as there are. You know that there's just as many rich guys who want to eat that live bird. There's fucking rich dudes all over their place. Hey, hey look at that uh, weird swallow. I can't wait to fucking eat it. Hey, anybody know where there's a wren? I want to choke that down because people when you're rich, you just fucking you got you got no experiences left. You're just, you're just, you, know, you can't hunt man's most dangerous game unless you're Andy Griffith on a fucking island and you own it and you set loose a guy who looks like fucking Meredith Baxter Bernie's ex-husband. Uh, was it David Bernie in that movie? I don't think it was. No, you, actually, it looks like the brother on Family. I can't remember the actor's name, but he's a blonde dude and he's running around and Andy Griffith is trying to hunt him down because Andy Griffith is a bad guy in that movie. It's weird to see Andy Griffith be a bad guy. I just watched uh, face in the crowd. I'm sorry. I'm fighting yawns all of a sudden. Even th- why would I, why am I yawning? I'm so excited about talking about eating live birds. Uh, fuck Andy Griffith. Anyway, you, so that's the thing is people eat live birds of so Tweety bird with you. Cause you think, like I said, you think you wouldn't do it, but he's the only one. It's not like there's a bunch of talking Tweety birds that people can just go ahead and have sustenance with. No, fuck that. There's one talking Tweety bird and you would eat it. You know, you would Don't, just to tell this fucking story. That's the, that's the bottom line of this show. Like I said, I'd do it for the story. I'd eat Tweety Bird for the fucking story. Do I eat him alive? Can you eat him alive? When he looks up at you and he's like, I taught, I taught a fucking disgusting rich guy who wanted to bite me. And then you're like, yeah, I can do that chomp. Because Tweety Bird is actually pretty annoying. I actually rooted for the cat. I was a uh, weird kid. Rooted for Tom, the cat. Rooted for Sylvester, the cat. Uh, I, I, I never liked when the dog or the bird got over or the mouse. Fucking mouse. Uh, all right. So I think we're, we're Foghorn Leghorn is clearly the most edible uh, of all of the Looney Tunes characters. And uh, if you move over your pivot, Tweety Bird is certainly the most exotic and the one you would absolutely eat. Like you would try to eat Bugs Bunny, but then he would outsmart you. And then all of a sudden you get pantsed and you're in the middle of a fucking like opera. See, that's the thing. You're like, oh, I'm going to eat this fucking rabbit. Imagine if that was what real life was like. You know, maybe that's it's maybe it's too easy to eat cows. We fucking put a bolt in their head and then we sledgehammer or whatever the fuck. We make head cheese, all that shit out of them. And then we make steaks. If it was, if a cow was crafty, then, then it would be, then it's a fight. 
Like I said, it's like you go to eat fucking Bugs Bunny. You're like, I'm going to fuck this rabbit up. I'm going to totally eat him for dinner. And like I said, the next thing you know, you're on a stage at an opera. Your pants fall down and somebody hits you with a pancake makeup thing. And a big fucking hairy monster goes, people, and he runs down a goddamn hallway. The fuck was his name? Harry? I don't know. That seems like a generic name for a monster, but I'll go ahead and throw it out there. I'll advance the theory his name was Harry. Uh, was it Harry? I don't know. We talked about him on another show, I think, for some reason. Jesus. Oh, it's been 13 fucking years. What happened? We talked about this. I would eat Tweety Bird. There you go. It took 13 years to honor that fact about me. I don't think I fight. I don't think I eat uh, fucking ridiculous uh, Bugs Bunny, though. Again, because uh, inevitably I wind up getting signed to a baseball team and striking out 12 times and a conga line makes fun of me. Um, Pan fried crispy noodle. So uh, I thought to myself, well, this is the thing to get. I'm going to go ahead and order this, right? This is a thing I can order and, and it'll be delightful. It'll be delectable. It'll be something that I can eat and enjoy. And, uh, and I, and I'm, you know, I do this all the time. I'll make a, there's a pizza joint by me. All right. It's called Baroni's and it's extremely good. It was uh Jimmy Pardo's favorite pizza joint here. And this is until the Chicago joints opened and stuff, but it's really good pizza in California. It's very good. And, uh, but the, here's the thing they make, uh, like the, their sausage. I like, I like, uh, right, here's this brace yourselves. I like a, like a, a disc sausage or a, or a, uh, crumble sausage okay but their crumble sausage doesn't stay together it falls apart like it's grainy you know what i mean by that like their sausage is uh it's almost like they sprinkle it on so it's too small like i like a chunk of sausage that's what i want to eat but they sprinkle it on and it's got it's got the it's got like the consistency of grape nuts all right if you ever fucking pour that gravel out of the fucking box and look at it it's just that it's pellets it's small fucking pellets it's the kind of shit you would sprinkle on the ground to try to trick an animal to get into a box. All right. So that's, that's what their sausage breaks up into. It, it becomes this grainy mess. And, and I don't like it. I, I like uh, it's like cereal. I don't I don't want fucking I don't want sausage. that's like cereal. I want sausage. that's whole. I'm not count beefula for fuck's sakes. Um, <laughs> it's count beefula because he likes because he's count chalk. He likes the cereal. Anybody? Nothing. Nobody. Fucking boo beefy. Franken beefy. Anybody help me out here. Um. So I want a meal. I don't want cereal. That's the point. Okay. And, and so I, I'm gun shy now when I order something different, but I always like to try new things. I like to try a different thing. And how can you go wrong with pan fried crispy noodle? It just sounds delicious. All of those words are great. And in that order, they're fantastic. So I called the guy. You can see the end of the story coming. I believe there's a horn on it, but anyway, I call them. And I order the combination pan fried crispy noodle and then I wait to go. And I'm and I actually I have to be honest, I get excited. I get excited just thinking what that food is like. I get excited. Uh, there's Chinese in your eyes tonight. The fire's ignited down below. It's burning bright. <laughs> so I uh, I actually think to myself, because like, I want to try the food. That's the thing. I want to enjoy it. I want it to be good. I want to like it for fuck's sake. And uh, I go to pick it up. They're lovely people. I get home and it's super heavy. The bags. I'm like, all right, this is weird. Cause I didn't order this much food. Uh, but I, I empty the bag and, uh, and I hear, I, so I ordered pan fried crispy noodle. And again, I Googled it. I know exactly what it looks like. And so there's a uh, clamshells, a couple of clamshells in there. One of the clamshells has my, uh, uh, I ordered some chicken wings cause they have, again, I didn't even need them. They're four bucks. They got a special on like $4 chicken wings. And I'm like, done make them orange, orange. Cause it's orange, chi- orange chicken. Orange chicken wings. So they fucking make those. So I pull out that clamshell. I pull out another clamshell. And then I pull out a plastic. There's a plastic tub. 
and it has a really dark it's not a gravy it's more of a a liquid and i'm like uh-oh and then i pull out the final clamshell and i open it up and uh pan fried crispy noodle here's what i assumed because because i googled it and i saw what it looked like uh you know i do like crunchy chinese noodles as mentioned before in the aforementioned <laughs> uh, aforementioned is actually like mentioned before why would i double say that uh the haystacks cookies you know what i mean i love those things the fucking crunchy chinese noodles uh you know who else i love seven chinese brothers seven chinese brothers man i love that story when i was a kid some guy was going to drink the fucking ocean. God damn, that's a brother to have. That's who you want in your family. If you're, if you're looking for a brother to have as a fucking side guy, some guy who's fucking got your back at all times, get a guy who can swallow the ocean. So I get home and I open this clamshell and uh, there's, it's not the, it's not the crispy Chinese noodles. Now it says pan fried crispy noodles. Certainly. I, I guess I would call those crunchy, the crunchy Chinese noodles that I'm thinking of. That you sprinkle on salads at a salad bar sometimes. You know, I love those. But I open this thing up and and it just It looks like a clamshell filled with mummified shoelaces. They're it they look like tiny mummy bandages, like strips of mummies bandages, and they're hard. And they're not hard like, hey, let's snap these in half. They're hard like they bend, like they're chewy, like you just, um, you ever, they're like plastic. That's exactly what they're like, like a straw, like a plastic straw that you get. And you know how you can't rip that, but you can bend it? That's what these noodles are like. And I realized that I thought, I thought pan fried crispy noodle, because again, I Googled the motherfucker. I thought they threw those noodles because they're not, they're not um, rice noodles. They're not like, you know, glass noodles or rice noodles. They're these thick kind of wheat buckwheat type of noodles, uh, but like shoelaces. And I thought they would throw those in the wok with whatever the fuck's in this plastic tub. And then it softens up the noodles as you toss it around. And that was the, that was from the photos I saw. That's what I was ordering. Instead, they give it to me separate. So then I'm supposed to put the noodles in a bowl and then cover it with like the sauce and the meat from the fucking thing. And it's, uh, you know, just from getting it from restaurant to home, it's not as hot as it was. So it's not going to have the same effect. And so I, I, I did it. I put the noodles in a bowl and I poured this fucking, and the second, I will tell you this, the second I opened the fucking plastic tub, I knew there was trouble because it just, it smelled like vinegar. You know, that smell that, that Chinese food smell that's just got, it's like vinegary, that black vinegary liquid. And I was, I just, I was so fucking pissed, dude. Because again, you spend fucking 16 bucks or whatever on a goddamn noodle dish. You just, you just want to choke it down. And then, you know, me, it's, I'm, I'm ending this year in a, in a blaze of noodle filled glory. And I pour this stuff on there and I start to mix it around and it's, it's loosening up the noodles. So they're not really sticking together anymore. But at the same time, it's just making them pliable. Like, uh. Is that paper mache? What's the stuff you fucking put paste on like gauze bandages and you slap it on stuff to build shit? That's the consistency. It's just this this pile of fucking wallpaper paste with vinegar. Oh my fucking god, was it elf? It just it was so dude. I I would I would rather eat Bugs Bunny than eat this vinegary mess. And I but but I'm fat and I paid for it. So I and I knew that was my fault. And I was great. I'm in my head. I'm like, why? And I was so sad. I'm like, where? Oh, Mike, where is the pork mufu? 
you know the you know the chefs don't eat the pan fried crispy noodle, right? They eat the pork mufu. It says so right in the menu book. Menu book was it Cheesecake Factory is a menu book? No, this is just the menu. But still, it says it right there. It says uh, our chefs eat this every day for lunch. Pork mufu. Who loves it? You? Yes, it was me because I loved it when I bought it. Uh, but this is just hard, gummy, fucking drinking straw noodles that are just the same consistency of chewing gum. They're not they're not breaking in my mouth. And then the fucking vinegary liquid. Oh, dude, it was just it was like uh, it, it was like going down on a skunk. You know what I mean? Just that sour fucking blast in your mouth. And I'm like, oh, this is just fucking depressing. And and I still tried to power through it. I had my chopsticks. I'm mixing it up. I'm trying to make them softer or looser or whatever. And I, I ate, I probably ate four bites of it. And then I go, fuck this. And then I just started to pick out like the shrimp and the beef. But even that was tainted by the fucking vinegar sauce. Oh, dudes, what a failure. What a goddamn failure. So... It was, uh, I mean, it wasn't quite on the level of buying the grainy meatball sausage pizza from, from Peroni's. Um, well, no, fuck that. Cause I eat that anyway. I mean, that's not a failure. That's just me forgetting. So now I got to get pepperoni whenever I call those motherfuckers. But when I get the, uh, uh, the, the I'll never, well, I'll never get this again. I'll never get that noodle dish. And I felt like going over and yelling at them, but what are you going to say? I mean, you know what I mean? Cause I ordered this fucking thing. I read the menu. I, I know pork mufu is the chef's choice and I went against it. Because there are no more uh, four delicious words in the in the English language than pan fried crispy noodle. It just sounds amazing, doesn't it? You're like, I can't wait to stick my dick into that bowl of food, and then you get it, and it's just, uh, 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 it it looked like a fossil. Oh, it was so fucking bad. Hated it. Didn't care for it. Didn't like it. Didn't enjoy it. <laughs> uh, I spun into this. The fuck was I talking about? There was something I was discussing even before we got into Chinese food. Um, <laughs> what could it be? I don't. Oh, fucking McDonald's! Bingo. There you go. I went to. Uh, I you know I haven't been to McDonald's. I went. To, I went New Year's Eve last year, and then I, I've, I've actually gone twice in the last month because they had this deal where you buy a double quarter pound with cheese, and then you can get like a fillet of fish for a buck or ten McNuggets for a buck, whatever the fuck. It's it's. You know that food. And again, like I said, McDonald's is so weirdly expensive now that when I saw that, I took advantage of it. I swooped into the drive-thru. And also, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of this, folks. Uh, it's December, uh, a long December, according to Adam Duritz. And uh, right now, the uh, the McRib is back. Did you know this? Did you know the McRib is back? And I know you were thinking to yourself, well, you know what? I don't like the McRib. It doesn't sound tasty until Mike unleashes that amazing fucking voice on me. And then I go to myself, you know what? I totally want to eat a McRib. Here's how you get it. When you order the McRib, you get no pickles, extra onions. That's how you order a McRib like a grown-up. That's how you satisfy your mystery meat craving. That's how you eat a hoof. You got no pickles and you get extra onions. Do it. Extra slivers. Uh, so that's what I did today. I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to get a McRib. And uh, and I'm also going to fucking hamburger and a cheeseburger. And I'll get nothing and like it. Uh, I couldn't wait. You know, so I was and it was late. It was like fucking one in the morning. So... We have the lockdown here, so I wasn't even sure there was a McDonald's open. There's one that I know for sure. Or actually, there were two that I know for sure are 24-hour McDonald's, but I know one of them now closes at like 11 p.m. Dude, the fucking 7-Elevens close early now. They close at midnight because nobody's supposed to be outside. None of this shit's supposed to be happening. You're supposed to be on fucking lockdown. 
Uh, but sometimes in the middle of the night, you got to go eat a goddamn <laughs> quarter pounder with cheese and a fucking uh, uh, filet of fish. So uh, I pull into the dry, I pull up, I, I should say I went, uh, the first McDonald's I went to was the one that I knew was 24 hours usually, and I pulled up and it's still 24 hours, or at least it was open when I got there at like one, and I pulled into the drive-thru, and I rolled up to the window, and I was all excited, because you know what I'm going to get? I'm going to get a quarter pounder with cheese, no pickle, extra onion, I'm going to get a filet of fish, and I'm going to get a McRib sandwich. I'm not going to fuck around with fries, because I like McDonald's fries, clearly McDonald's fries are very good, but they're not going to make it to my house. By the time I get to my house, they're just, it's just, uh, it's just potato disappointment. That's all it is. It's not even French fries anymore. It's not crispy. They're not hot. They're still salty and soggy. And it's just, there's nothing worse than a mouthful of limp dick fries. You know what I mean? Fuck that. So I'm just going sandwiches. I'm getting, I'm getting the fucking hat trick of sandwiches. I'm getting a McRib, no pickle, extra onion, quarter pound of cheese, no pickle, extra onion. And then, of course, your filet of fish and, and the filet of fish you eat in the car. As I've mentioned, you can get home and jerk off and eat it while you're eating it. But I mean, I eat it in the car because it comes right out of the old microwave there in McDonald's and it is hot and the bun is soft and you want to choke it down. So uh, I pull up to the speaker. And uh, and I, before I started firing off sandwiches, I said to the guy, hey, uh, he's like, hey, McDonald's going to help you. I said, hey, do you uh, do you still have the buy one sandwich, get one for a buck? And because, uh, again, I, you know, I don't know, I, I, but I want to make sure before I order that they have that. And I said, you still got to buy one sandwich that get one for a buck. <laughs> and the guy, the guy goes, no, man, we haven't had that for weeks. And uh, I mean, fucking forgive me for not keeping up with the current McDonald's menu trends, you fucking jag off. What are you talking? Why, why are you kind of trying to shame me? Look, it's bad enough. I'm in a McDonald's drive through at one o'clock in the goddamn morning. But then you're going to drop this on me like I'm supposed to like it. Do, do you think let me ask you this. Do you think I get the McDonald's Land Gazette to deliver to my house? Do you think that happens? Do you think I read the Hamburglers column every single morning? Do you think I, I watch all of Mayor McCheese's briefings? I don't know. I don't know if that's what you believe about me. Do you think I'm, I have a direct line to the Fry Guys? Do you think Grimace and I enjoy a conversation or two during every week? No, we don't. I don't talk to these fucking guys. I don't talk to Ronald. I don't talk to fucking uh, Captain O'Hook with the filet of fish thing, even though I'd love to because I'd love to know his secret recipe. But still, I don't, I don't, I don't know that shit. So uh, he's just like, no, man, we haven't had that for weeks. And uh, I didn't like what he said, but also I recognize it's not his fault because he's busy and he works at McDonald's and he's not happy. So, uh, so here's what I did. I just, I don't know. And I don't even know what possessed me to do it because I was just like, I didn't want to get mad, but I also, I, but I also was like looking forward to it. So I was frustrated at the same time, but I wanted to try to make it all come out in one blurt. And so I just went, good Lord. And I loud, like yelled it. Like I just said it. At the top of my lungs. Good Lord. Uh-huh. And he, I heard him laugh and like kind of like turn the microphone off. Uh, and then I ordered food anyway because I'm a monster because I'm because now I'm in the drive through anyway. So here's what I get. I get a McRib. I have to sacrifice my quarter pounder with cheese. I get a McRib and then I get a filet of fish meal. So I bump in the fries, which was stupid. I should have just got a filet of fish. But here's the thing. Filet of fish is like 480. It's not worth 480. The filet of fish is not worth 480. Unless you're getting a fucking uh, a hitchhiker for a buck. But it was already one in the morning. I was already in the drive-thru. There was already somebody behind me. So I didn't mind. Uh, eh. So I got a Coke and a, and a fucking and a fucking filet of fish and hot fries. And I ate the fries all the, on the way home. I was done with the fries before I got to my house. 
plowed through those uh, and then ate the filet of fish and then uh, and then ate the, uh, the half the McRib. I couldn't finish the rest. Uh, in the old days, I could power through that like a maniac. I don't think I, I don't think it's uh, it's it's I'm not admitting defeat by saying I couldn't eat the McRib, the filet of fish and the large fry all in one night. I, I actually I only took two bites of the McRib and it's in the fridge right now. Uh, and now and now. So that starts the clock on this. Have you ever reheated a McRib? Is that something I want to do? Because here's the here's the thing I'm thinking. Like, I'm not even sure if it's going to taste good, whatever the fuck. All you do is heat it up and that's fine. Maybe it'll taste good. It's just bread and fucking sauce and and just a and just a fucking pig anus that they've covered in fucking sauce. That's it. That's why I get the extra onion takes the edge off the pig anus. But uh, but I'm more worried about heating the fucking thing up in my house and then having my whole house smell like heated up pig anus. I, I, I can't look. I can't have that. It's the Christmas season. Do you think Santa wants to come to a house that smells like pig anus? You think you think Heavy J and the boys are going to come to town and do the fish and wine trick in my goddamn house if the whole place smells like fucking barbecued pig anus? I don't think they are. So I'm at a loss here. It's in the fridge, and I don't know later. Because also, I'll tell you this. uh, I'm not eating the fucking thing cold. That is a non-starter. That is not happening. No way. No, sir. No how. You can't eat a cold McRib. Now, because that, at that point, you might as well just sleep in the street. Now you're just a hobo. If you're eating, if you're eating anything cold from McDonald's, that means you fished it out of a garbage can. Just at least zap it with the microwave to give yourself some sort of sense of civility. It's bad enough you're choking down leftover McDonald's, but if you eat it cold, you're you know what you are. You're just you're just you're just a junkie at the end of the movie. You know what I mean? Where who's beyond hope? You're you're fucking Jared Leto at the end of fucking uh, Requiem for a Dream. You, you're, they got to cut your arm off and you got to eat cold McDonald's food. Spoiler alert, because there's no way. No, no, you don't eat cold McDonald's. Food. It's better if people eat cold fries. Those are fucking disgusting. But a cold fucking sandwich from McDonald's. Can you imagine that? Like, what if they branched out? Let me even ask you this. If they branched out and they sold like a sub, they were like, hey, man, we got a new McDonald's turkey sub. You want to eat it? You'd be like, fuck you, Ronald, and all your bullshit fucking stuffed friends. I'm not eating your goddamn turkey sandwich. If I want to eat shitty turkey, I'll go to Subway. It's the same goddamn thing. I don't go to I don't go to fucking Subway and go, hey, man, you got a sub rib because uh, they can't use the Mick. Obviously, it's a sort of trademark <laughs> problem, some sort of issue with the trademarks. Uh, Jared and Ronald had a meeting. They swapped them back and forth. I don't know. So I don't know whether to reheat this fucking thing. I should just throw it out. Right. I mean, but I can't. It's only here for like two weeks or whatever the fuck a month. McRibs are special. You know, it's it's Christmas time. I might as well have wrapped this fucking thing and put a goddamn bow on it because it was a little present to myself at one o'clock in the morning. A fucking McRib. No pickle, extra onion. But now that it's in the fridge, it's just become a burden. It consumes my wake every, every my every waking thought. What do I do? Because I can't eat it cold, but I don't know if I heat it up. Because if the whole goddamn house smells like mesquite pig anus, we got a fucking issue on our hands. I don't know. I don't know. I'll update you. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. We'll see what happens. Jesus fucking Christ. What a mess. Remember the beginning of the year? Beginning of the year, we're going to be, hey, let's be healthy. Let's hit the treadmill. Let's do all this. And now here I am. I just I just got a, a face full of fucking mesquite pig anus at fucking one o'clock in the morning. And I'm happy to tell you about it. This is the kind of shit you used to do in shame. You used to hide this sort of shit. This is the kind of stuff you hide in a closet and then you eat it and then you binge it and you fucking purge it out later. Well, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not putting my fingers in my mouth nearly enough these days. I'm putting all the wrong things in my mouth. Everything, you know what? I'm putting everything in my mouth but my fingers, and that's got to change. Let's fucking plant a flag and go forward. 
bulimia now, right? Let's do it in 2021. Let's bring back purging as a, as a way to just uh, feel better about ourselves. 2020, the year of mesquite pig anus. 2021, the year of two fucking fingers banging on my uvula and trying to make sure that I save my life from myself. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok at Mike40YOB. That's Mike40YOB. Have I done a TikTok? I've not. I promised to do one and I still didn't because it just it just strikes me as strange. You know what I did this week? I did a bunch of Snapchats to people who sent me some Snapchats and I, I, I filmed myself and talked to them because I felt awful about the fact that I hadn't answered their Snapchats in forever. So uh, and I don't know why I say that like some big fucking reward for people. Nobody's home just going, oh, please, please let me get a talkie from Mike Schmidt. <laughs> you know, who the fuck am I? Valentino? Al fucking Jolson? No, I'm not. Um, nobody is begging to find a talkie for me in their goddamn Snapchat mailbox. Um, but still I'm there. Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Uh, perhaps I'll do a Christmas TikTok. Maybe I'll do something like that. Maybe the next time I eat some exotic food, maybe when I make the mesquite pig anus and it just fucking fills the house with its death smell as it all smells like the goddamn stockyards, then I'll go ahead and broadcast that on a Snapchat or a TikTok or both. Ooh, overlapping content. Look at me passing out bite-sized content together forever. A Venn diagram with my Snapchat and my Instagram and my fucking uh, uh, TikTok all within one circle. Uh, so follow me at those places. Instagram, Snapchat, 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 Snizchat, uh, Instagram, Snatchchat, and of course, TikTok. And uh, you can find me on Mike40YOB and uh, you'll be just be my friend. That's all I ask, please. Uh, our friend Ryan Dirks does the web stuff for this show. He's pretty cool. I got to send him an email soon, but thank you, Ryan. And our buddy KC helps with our YouTube stuff. And KC is coming off of the germ. KC, KC got the germ. He's been laid up here for about uh, nine days or well, he's been quarantined for two weeks, but he's, uh, he's been wiped the fuck out, man. No taste, no smell and can't move and constant body aches and, fever and and it is no fucking joke but casey got it and i think he said his kids are quarantined as well it's just uh, it's bad but uh but he's been recovering but he helps us out with our youtube stuff when he's back on his feet he'll get up there and do it and that's why if you go to youtube these past few weeks uh we've missed i think there's like three episodes we're down three or four i'm not sure uh but yeah that's pretty cool so if uh, i i mean it's cool that we have youtube but why did i why did i say that's pretty cool just filler I'm worried about my buddy KC. I hope he's fine, and I'm glad that he helps. Thank you, KC. And, of course, our buddy David, whom you know and trust. Who, hubba, 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 who do you trust? Well, you trust Mex. Uh, go to Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Become Mex's pal, his friend, his buddy, his confidant, and, uh, and have him ride off into the distance with you. You guys can be great friends. At Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez, go ahead and have him on your team. That's a good thing to do. And uh, check out all the artwork that he's done. He's done plenty of paintings, all sorts of artwork for the Westside 86 Jokers, which is my fan club page. He's done it for my particular page. He's also done it for his page. And he's done it for his cult page. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. But where you go first is you go to Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez and you become his friend. And then you can go through the artwork in his photos. You'll see he's got it all labeled in folders like a 
good artist would, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, but you can check out all this cool-ass stuff that he's done, like I said, for me, for the uh, for the website, for everything. All sorts of cool stuff. Um, so... Uh, you can check out the, the, well, well, first of all, look, the, the club is called, this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. And he's, uh, he's renovating it now. He's got big plans going forward. Uh, I think he's fired the lima bean. I think possibly, uh, he told that legume to take her fucking shapely ass out the goddamn door, baby. Cause it's all about fucking, uh, crazy bikini Betty and her goddamn flaming red bush. Um, so, yeah, go check out the club. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. You can try to join it on Facebook and then he'll send you a note with some questions and then you answer those questions and then he lets you into the club. Simple. Speakeasy is what I'll say. Not just easy. It's speakeasy. And uh, not only does he do this artwork, not only does he do artwork for me and he's done artwork for his own self. You know what this man does now? He's got his own podcast. You're goddamn right. He does. He's got a podcast called the Flem Cat Podcast that is available right now. You can go ahead and check it out in the iTunes store as we speak. Uh, this this is not his Christmas episode, but there are Christmas illusions involved. But he uh, is a Christmas fella, and he's got his big Christmas extravaganza next week. But you want to go download the new episode because he's like, you know why? Just because he's our fucking pal. You think I lie to you? You think I would tell you to do something that I shouldn't tell you? No, fuck that. You love it. Uh, he's got all sorts of, uh, he's talking about Christmas He's talking about drugging kids. Uh, it's an amazing episode that you should listen to now, please. It's it's a, look. It's a holiday month. Give him your holiday time and listen to his holiday tales. Holiday Hollywood tales. Holiday tales. Um, he's David Max Hernandez. The Flem Cat Podcast available in the Apple Podcast Space or wherever podcasts are sold. Wherever you get your finer podcasts, go ahead and look, and there you'll see it. That's two words: Flem Cat. P H L E G M. C-A-T, the Flemcat podcast available right now in the iTunes store, in the Apple podcast space, or wherever you find your best podcasts, you will find him leading the way. And, uh, and he's got all sorts of Christmas music and Christmas songs and Christmas stories. And, uh, and he's there. He's a, he's a regular, he's a regular, uh, South of the border Santa for you. Our good friend, David Max Hernandez. So go ahead and tune into that podcast right now. Subscribe. If you haven't download, if you would leave a review in the iTunes store, send him a note. Why not? Uh, and then uh, he will go ahead and answer that note, and then you will be pen pals. Wouldn't you want to be pen pals? Wouldn't you give your hand to a friend? Wouldn't you be pen pals with your good friend, uh, Max? I think you should. I think you, uh, he's all of our friends. He's all things to all people. So go ahead and reach out to this gentleman. Uh, and I'll tell you what, it's the holiday season. Now, look, there's only a week left before Christmas, so it would be a rush job if he's available because he's doing very, very busy things. He's trying to catch up on the artwork that he's been uh, 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 commissioned to do by people. Uh, but as I said, you can see the artwork that he's done at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez, but you can also see a different style of artwork over on his website. What's that? Yes, absolutely. The man also has a web presence on his very own website. You don't need to find him through the social media sites. He's got his own website. I said, I have Mike Schmidt Well, guess what he has. You're going to want to go and check it out and look at the cool ass artwork that he's got and then hire him to do something for you in a quick turnaround time for Christmas, or maybe a new year's painting or, or maybe a Washington's birthday painting. Or maybe an MLK Jr.'s birthday painting. Whatever you need to hire the man for, he can pull it off. But go to his website and check it out. Artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. Hey, Louie. 
Could you come over here for a second? I need your help. All right, what are you doing? Oh, well, I've been helping Schmitty with ideas for making his podcast even better. Yeah. And I thought maybe I could, like, jazz up his theme song by, you know, adding some lyrics to it. Seriously? Yeah, so far, so good. The only problem is I keep getting stuck at the bridge. So I was wondering... All right, all right, could... all right. Just play me what you got so far, and when you get to the bridge, I'm just going to jump in with something, okay? Okay, and here we go. Ready? Yeah, go ahead. One, two, three, four... The 40-year-old boy, the 40-year-old boy, the 40-year-old boy's about to start. That's catchy. The 40-year-old boy, the 40-year-old boy, the 40-year-old boy's about to start. You know he's gonna say fuck a lot. He will probably mention his cock. He is gonna say literally and drop a royal family. The 40-year-old boy, the 40-year-old boy, the 40 yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good, Lily. Can I use it? Oh, go right ahead. Great. Now I can finish. Just one more thing, though. Um, do you know anything that rhymes with saddlevag? Well, hey there. Did you know that I'm part of the Misfit Toys Podcast Co-op? I am. You can argue with me all you want. You can go ahead and try to go, these are the facts. And I'm going to say, no, these are the facts. And you're going to go, no, 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 these are the facts. And I'm going to go, no, 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 these are the facts. And eventually you'll come around to my way of thinking, as the fellows in Urge Overkill would say, Cato and Nash, or Nash Cato, if uh, you're not Tenacious D. Uh, I'm in the Misfit Toys Co-op with how many shows? Five other shows, five amazing shows. Let's run them down right now, shall we? There's the Never Not Funny show. That's a podcast I'm intimately involved with. I'm friends with all of the people on there. A Garen Cockrell and Elliot Hochberg, uh, which might be Hochberg, but I think it's Hochberg. I don't know for sure, but I know it's our good friend Elliot. And then, of course, the devastating one-two punch of the host, Jimmy Pardo, and uh, the producer, the head honcho, our friend Matt Belknap. That is Never Not Funny. That is the Never Not Funny family. And I consider myself a, a, a tenuous connection to the Never Not Funny family. Certainly, I was there in the beginning when it was all kicked off. And now I, I'm brought back occasionally for visits now and then. And it makes me happy to do so. So they're part of the Misfit Toys Co-op. That's the Never Not Funny family. Uh, that show is available in iTunes and wherever else uh, you find podcasts. Or you can subscribe at, uh, I think, nevernotfunny.com or is it podcast.com? I'm not sure. I'm, this is far too much plugging for one fucking show that's not my show, but still it exists. Never Not Funny, part of the Misfit Toys Co-op, along with Doug Loves Movies. And Doug is doing all sorts of Zoom shows that are great and fun. Go check those out as well. That's our friend Doug Benson, in case you were wondering. Our friend Doug Benson, who has the Doug Love Movies podcast, available right now in the iTunes store as well. Also in the iTunes store, it's No Fun with Jen Kirkman. And Jen is uh, answering emails and talking about the pandemic and talking about her life. And, uh, you know, you thought me sitting at a microphone was entertaining. Well, let me tell you something. Jen Kirkman at a microphone. Well, that's going to that's a game changer. That's going to turn your world around. It's going to turn the beat around. I'll tell you what. Vicky Sue Robinson loves that podcast. You ought to check it out. Turn the beat around. Love to hear Jen Kirkman. That's what Vicky Sue Robinson will tell you. Uh, <laughs> so go listen to. Never not funny. Go listen to the Doug Loves Movies show. Don't listen. Go listen to No Fun with Jen Kirkman. Also, let's talk about the Todd Glass show, shall we? Let's talk about a man who is uh, the human embodiment of funny, a man who is a walking laugh track, a man who is just, uh, you know, before I was even doing comedy, when I wanted to do comedy, I saw Todd Glass at the Santa Monica Improv, and I saw him on the beach in his truck 
with the with the 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 fake brick wall and everything and he was tearing down the house and he's one of the funniest fucking dudes on the planet Todd Glass is great go check out the Todd Glass show podcast available in the iTunes store the Apple podcast space whatever you want to look at it as or where your finer podcasts are available they're all available where finer podcasts are available as is the latest addition to the Misfit Toys co-op it is let me watch your movie with you Hosted by Jonah Ray. Jonah Ray from MST3K, Mystery Science Three, uh, Theater 3000 on Amazon. Uh, he's he's the new Joel. Uh, he's the new Mike. And he's the, he's the, all the, the, he's the always Jonah, I guess. The, he's the, he's just the Jonah. He's the fucking Jonah, man. Check it out. He's really good on that. But also he's really good on his podcast. Let me watch your movie with you. Now, what? here's what I really want. I want Jonah Ray to ask Doug to let him watch his movie with him. Doug will watch. Doug loves movies, so why shouldn't he watch a movie with Jonah Ray? And here's another thing I want. I want Jonah Ray to watch basketball with me. Let him watch his movie with me. That's our friend Jonah Ray, so he can get me online to watch some basketball. Yes, there's a phone ringing. Don't don't think you're crazy. There's a phone ringing through. That's how thin the walls are in my house. You can hear my neighbor's phone ringing, and isn't that grand? Don't you want that to be in a professional podcast? Here I'm telling you about a Misfit Toys co-op, a, a group of people that I'm engaged with. Do you think a phone rings on the Todd Glass show? No, not at all. Not unless it's a bit and he answers it. Do you think a phone is ringing on No Fun with Jen Kirkman? No, of course not. She's telling you all the great things she needs to tell you about her life and what's going on in the goddamn world. Without the uh, obstruction of a goddamn phone ring in the background. I know no phones are uh, ringing on Never Not Funny because Jimmy would kill somebody with a death glare. And uh, perhaps there's phones on Doug Loves Movies. And let me, what if, let me answer your phone with you with Jonah Ray. Maybe we get that podcast rolling. Let me answer your phone with you with our friend Jonah Ray. No, it's called Let Me Watch Your Movie With You With Jonah Ray. No Funny With Jen Kirkman. Todd Glass Show. Doug Loves Movies. And Never Not Funny. All part of the Misfit Toys Co-op along with me. Hi, I'm Mike. And uh, you can go ahead and check out those shows anytime you'd like. That'd be fantastic. They're really, really good. Uh, did you know we have sponsors? Not just Misfit Toy type people that I can tell you about. We've got actual goddamn sponsors of this show. You're damn right we do. Uh, it's, uh, it's the Paranoid Strain Podcast. Look, you love podcasts already. And you're listening to all the ones from Misfit Toys. Well, clean some space inside your ears to fit the Paranoid Strain Podcast hosted by our good friend Fearful Jesuit. He's the best. We love him. He's our good pal. And I can tell you right now, the show that's up now, it's a new show, but not really. It's uh, its some material that you're familiar with, but all put together in one gigantic monolith. You thought those monoliths that were appearing and disappearing were crazy. Well, here's a monolith that just appeared in your goddamn iTunes store, and you can listen to it right now. It is uh, a three and a half hour extravaganza from the Paranoid Strain and our good friend Fearful Jesuit and his good friend Dana Unicorn, who I think would like me if I met her, but I don't think I'm ever going to get that chance. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be invited to any more functions for, for Fearful Jesuit, and certainly not ones where Danny Unicorn's involved, because uh, he fears that I will steal her away and run her over here and put her on my podcast, Sans Lily. Uh, so he's going to keep me as far away from Danny Unicorn as he possibly can. But you don't need to be that far away. You can listen to the show. The Paranoid Strain is available right now in the iTunes store. You can download it. You can subscribe to it. You can get all of the uh, the episodes, say issues, get all the episodes and have them in your house and listen to them and think that they're great. You'll love them. Uh, as I was saying, the newest one that's up now is is a three and a half hour extravaganza. But what it is, he's put uh, together the entire political run that he just did over the last, I think, five episodes, possibly six episodes. And he put them all together in this three and a half hour extravaganza with a 10 minute coda that wraps things up nicely and explains the things you've just heard. So uh, you can listen to this and it's just, it's just, it's good companion. 
It's good appointment listening. I guess I would call it that. I was going to say companion listening. Uh, so it's three and a half hours where you know you don't. You, you just got great content. You don't need to change the fucking channel or anything. But I'll call it appointment listening. It's appointment listening. So go ahead and dial in to the Paranoid Strain available right now in the iTunes store. Hoping by our good friend Fearful Jesuit. Uh, you can write him a note. The Paranoid Strain at gmail.com. The Paranoid Strain at gmail.com. Get the man on the blower. Tell him what you think about the goddamn show. Tell him you heard it from me. Tell him that if it wasn't for me, that he would, uh, he'd be nothing. Well, maybe we don't go that far. That seems a little strong. But if you leave a review in the iTunes store, mention us. That'd be fantastic. And if you write him a personal note, theparanoidstrain at gmail.com, please remember to say, hey, you know what? We heard about you through Mike, and we wanted to reach out and tell you how much we love you talking about aliens. What's funny to me is I, I told you I was, uh, the last episode was about Reagan and it bummed me the fuck out. You hear the end of it. You're just like, Jesus Christ. So he writes me and he's like, dude, you gotta, you know, we put this new episode out, but you totally have to listen to the last 10 minutes. Cause it, it totally, it, it puts a button on it and it fixes up in a way where I think you're going to feel better about it. And, um, fearful Jesuit is absolutely underestimating my capacity for worry and, uh, and <laughs> listlessness and for my dismissal of anything good ever happening in this country again. Because uh, I, 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 his discussion, it, you know, he makes some great points and he wraps it up in a great way. And he says, but on the bright side, and he, and he gives you the bright side, which is fantastic. Uh, but I, I, of course, sat here in this chair purchased for me by our good friend and the Panda Zill. And I thought to myself, you know what? Uh, I can counter your arguments with one word. Uh, will I share that word with you now? No. Yes, I will. Plastics. <laughs> Enough said. Uh, so please go listen to the Paranoid Strain. Download it now in the iTunes store. Give it a listen. Give it a hoot and a holler. And uh, and and you love it. That's that's your favorite thing in the world now is the Paranoid Strain podcast. Download it now. Available in the iTunes store, the Apple podcast space. And then write the man a note and tell him how much you love it and how much you love by proxy. Me, baby. Me. Want to hire me for Cameo? Of course you do, ladies and gentlemen. Why wouldn't you hire me for Cameo? I can call you. I can call a friend. It's not even calling. It's more of a fucking message. I like make a video and then you look at it and you're like, ha ha, Mike. And then you just love me from afar. Uh, but I'm happy to do it. And with the holidays here, I can I can ring somebody up and tell them, hey, man, happy Christmas. I can or I can say uh, rocking around the Christmas tree. It's Mike on cameo rocking around the Christmas tree. Hey, who am I? You don't know, but your cousin does. And he likes my podcast and he wanted me to tell you Merry Christmas <laughs> and you'll be bummed because it's the worst gift you've ever received. But look at me. I'm participating in that scheme like everybody else. Cameo has big names involved now. So I'm look, I'm flying under the radar at Cameo before the whole thing gets busted by the, the U.S. government as some sort of tax shelter scam. But I'm still there. Hire me, please, to go ahead and tell people you love that you love them. Tell people you hate that you hate them. Or if you really want to fuck with people, tell people you love that you hate them and tell people you hate that you love them and do it all through me, baby. I'm your designated mouthpiece for just 20 bucks, 15 to me and five to the overlords over there at Cameo. That's bookcameo.com or get the Cameo app on your phone. You can download it from the iTunes Stusta store. Put it on your phone. Search for me. Hi, I'm Mike. And, uh, and I'll do all of the things that you need and want. Oh, that seems that sounds creepy. That sounds like a, I'm a weird cameo sex worker. But who knows? Maybe I am. Maybe I am. You'll have to book me to find out, won't you? I think you will. Uh, what else can I tell you about? Oh, you know what? If you want to do this, if you want to help support the show financially, and God knows you do. I can feel it in my bones. I, you know, I got to be honest. I can only feel it in one bone. <laughs> 
in my in my my radius. I can only feel it in my left radius, but I can feel it right in there. Ah, it's actually it's throbbing. I can feel my left radius throb because I know you want to help me financially. Um, there's a couple ways to do it. If you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, in the upper right hand corner, uh, you'll see a little button that says donate. It's a little horn boy, and you click on that, and uh, you're whisked away to the magical land of PayPal, where you can go ahead and set up a monthly contribution if you'd like to do something like that, or you can send a one-time donation. That's fine as well if you'd like to do it. And I will tell you this, nobody's required to help me, nobody's required to support me, uh, but it's always cool if you do, and it'll keep this show rolling, baby, rolling, rolling down the river, rolling down the river. Boom. Da, 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 I left a good job in the city. Bought a microphone, started a podcast. And if you want to go ahead and keep it going, please support me financially. Like I said, bookcameo.com or the Cameo app on your phone. Also, if you go to the website, PayPal will help you out with a monthly donation or possibly even a one-time donation, a gift, whatever you want to call it is great. But here's the big one, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon exists. What? Yes. Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. That's Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. You can go ahead and sign up and become someone who goes ahead and donates to this show every single month and rewards me for doing a podcast and whatever else is coming down the pike. And oh my God, there's so much coming down the pike. You wouldn't believe this pike. This pike is gigantic. It's almost obscene how big this pike is. And wait till you see what's coming down it. Uh, <laughs> but that's happening. And, uh, and if you want to support the show, go to Patreon.com slash Mike 40YOB and support the podcast if you would and then anything else that comes your way uh, like our good friend Todd did now Todd I'll tell you what I don't know what Todd's doing I think Todd is uh Todd, Todd might be a skosh confused because Todd boosted his uh his monthly and then Todd uh he scaled it back down and then he's boosted it again and I appreciate Todd for thinking of me it's fucking amazing that he would do anything like that the fact that you give me dime one makes me happy and the fact that you would come in and ratchet it up uh, some for December. Uh, I, I'm assuming that's a Christmas thing or something, or Todd found himself a little flush. I don't know, man. But for him to think of his friend, his podcasting chum, his internet chum, his, uh, his inner circle pal, ding, his friend, Mike, and go ahead and help me out on a Patreon. Well, that, that helps me immeasurably. It's going to totally help the show. And if you want to help the show, as I've mentioned, all these different places, let's go. The bottom line, the base of this pyramid is patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. And you could help me out financially. That would be great. I'd appreciate it. Keeps this show afloat and keeps me out of debtor's prison where they feed you crusts of bread and uh, and rat tails and cricket chirps. Oh, you ever had a, a big bowl of cricket chirps? That's delicious eating, especially when you're behind bars with a fucking Rasputin beard. Oh, that's the best time to eat cricket chirps when you just you haven't been able to shave your facial hair. You got a big ass mustache. It's like a soup strainer. Oh, my God, you look great. You look like Howard Hughes. You're pissing in jars. You're collecting your toenails. You're eating cricket chirps. It's a wonderful life. So please think of me, if you will. I'd appreciate it very much. Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. I've got channels. Did you know this? Uh, not only do I have this channel, which is a uh, uh, you know a broadcast channel, Tune in Tokyo. Attention, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. This is my own radio station. This podcast is essentially my own radio station. Well, I also have, what's that? I have a, I have a streaming service, I guess you'd call it, or a, a television station archive in YouTube. What? Yes, that exists. I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com 
slash the 40-year-old boy. If you go over there and follow that channel, uh, who knows what's coming your way? I can tell you this. I'm starting to post some more Twitch stuff over there, uh, some Twitch streams that you can go ahead and check out and watch at your leisure, if you will. See me having the yap yap and talking to people, playing some games or just eating a weird chip. Whatever. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, you say They say whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, whatever happens on Twitch winds up at YouTube. Eventually, I go ahead and I update the goddamn thing and everybody's like, look at this. It's awesome. It's a one-stop shop from Mike's past. Yes. But if you'd like to be part of Mike's present and or Mike's future, here's what you do. Why am I third person the fuck out of myself? That makes no sense. Don't third person yourself. Um, I have a broadcast station where you can watch me live. That's right. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. And uh, I'm constantly on there streaming. I'm playing games. Like I said, I'm doing, I'm talking to people. I'm engaging the stream. I'm exploring the space with a cowbell. Not unlike Gene. Come on, Gene. And, uh, and of course, I'm on there playing games and saying things to you and saying hello and saying your name if you're in the stream and talking to you directly. It's fun. It's a good place to be. We've got a pretty nice little, uh, we got camaraderie. We've got a nice little core group of people who come in there all the goddamn time and they know one another and it's really fun. Uh, and you can watch me playing games. I, I've been playing, we play puzzles. Sometimes those are games you can actually participate in. Uh, I think Monday, next Monday, I'm going to start playing Ghosts of uh, whatever the fuck again. Well, Ghosts of Tsushima, I think it's called. But I was calling it Ghosts of whatever the fuck because I could never remember the name. But now I do. And I want to play it. It was a lush game. It was a beautiful game. And it was a challenging game. It was exciting. It was Japan. It was Swordsman. It was me going off and fucking dudes up with a katana. And uh, I think I need more of that in my life. Hell, we all need that in our life. So I'm going to play some Ghost of Tsushima starting on Monday. Start streaming that. No, not on Monday. <laughs> Tuesday. Because Monday, I have to attend a virtual Christmas party that you guys are not invited to. That's right. It's for big shots. And uh, I'm yes, I'm working the Zoom door. I'm the bouncer on Zoom. And the big shots have to get through me to go ahead and enjoy themselves at this party. Um, so I won't be streaming on Monday. Maybe I'll go on early. I don't know. Cause my party's at like five, my time or something like that, or five 30. I don't remember. I got to check. Uh, I got the invitation. It's written on a surgical mask. That's fun. And, um, what else? Oh, so, so yeah. So go ahead and check out twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. You'll see me streaming all the goddamn time. Uh, after January 1st, we're really ratcheting up the schedule. We're going to be probably doing five nights a week, probably doing like three, four hours a day. Uh, you know, it's time to kick that into overdrive as well and have a plan. All sorts of look, we, again, I've got plans in real life. I've got a list. I got plans and now we're going to have a Twitch plan. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. So, uh, so go ahead and subscribe or follow at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. You know, you can use your Amazon prime subscription to subscribe every month and it gives me five bucks and it costs you nothing. It's right out of Bezos's pocket. Let's bankrupt that bald bitch. What do you say? Huh? That guy who cut me off from my affiliate program in the middle of a pandemic. Thanks, dude. Uh, but you can go to twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. And I will tell you this. Normally I'm on there streaming video games or I'm talking or I'm eating strange potato chips or weird. I this week I ate Kit Kats from Japan, including one butter flavored Kit Kat from Japan and one strawberry uh, maple and one pistachio raspberry. Uh, funky flavors were the order of the day. I ate a Yuzu Kit Kat. It was delicious, but nothing will top the butter Kit Kat because it just tasted like butter. It was kind of amazing. Uh, so anyway, you can see me doing all of those things. I'll eat weird chips. People sent me Japanese snacks. I ate some corn puffs this week. One of them tasted like a beef tongue. God damn. It was fun. Now, will that be on YouTube eventually? Yes. Is it also on Twitch? Of course. 
Uh, but I will tell you this. Here's the big thing. This is coming out on Friday morning, this podcast. It'll be out tomorrow morning, which is, uh, what, the 18th. If by chance you hear this podcast and you, you're up to this point already and you're thinking to yourself, holy fuck, I need more mic. Uh, Friday night, 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, December 18th on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. It'll be the third annual 40-year-old boy Christmas party on Twitch. There, there will be cookies. There will be hot chocolate. There may be pumpkin pie. There will be a Santa hat. Uh, I don't know if there will be carols. I don't know if I'll be reading a Christmas story, any sort of a chunk. Because, again, I feel weird just reading to people. That seems ridiculous. But I will be engaging with the stream, and I will be opening gifts from people in the stream. People have been very kind and sent me uh, gifts to my uh, P.O. box or sent me things to my apartment, actually, with the pandemic. And uh, and I have, a, 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 once again, a ridiculous amount of things to open because people are so kind and so generous and they make me very happy that they would think of me. So I'm very excited to open these things. Uh, it's going to be fun and very cool. And I, I can't thank you enough. Everybody who has stepped up all of the regulars who come there to Twitch and they send me stuff. People on Twitter reached out and said, Hey, what's your, what's the PO box? Everybody's super cool to think of me. And I, and I do appreciate that very much. And I actually, you know, it's funny. Uh, so they get, so that's, that's today, Friday, December 18th, at five o'clock PM. If if somehow you finish this podcast and think, you know what, I gotta go fucking check this dude out. Twitch.tv slash the forty year old boy. I'll be streaming live at five o'clock PM Pacific time. That's Los Angeles time, where I'll be opening gifts and having a Christmas party and uh, and drinking far too much hot chocolate. But I can't wait. I'm excited for it. And I hope you are too. Go ahead and join me if you want. And if you're hearing this after the fact, you can actually see the rerun probably on YouTube or on Twitch itself. We'll save the stream. You can go back and watch me unboxing things and opening gifts and and just having the best of times. Um, I actually went, like I said, with the pandemic, people have been sending it to my house, but I had to go to the post office. I have to go actually tomorrow too, like in the afternoon before the stream. But I, I, uh, <laughs> I had to go to the post office on, I went Wednesday uh, yesterday, just to make sure that I was going to get some stuff, right? Because I didn't want to, in case there was a lot, because last year I went just before the stream and I had to make two trips out of the post office to my car. I felt like a, a fucking shit bag. I'm like, oh, I made the guy watch my packages, whatever. Because here's the thing. The post office is busy and this year was no different. So I go in Wednesday to get a fucking package. And, uh, and again, it's even weirder now with the fucking pandemic. We all know the post office is is beleaguered. You know, the, the fucking, the current administration tried to shut them the fuck down. They, they slashed their workforces. They changed the, the sorting, whatever the, I don't know. I, again, I've read, I've read articles that said bad things were happening. And, uh, and now those chickens are coming home to roost after the mail-in ballots were counted. Well, now it's slowed down to a fucking sludge filled crawl because, uh, you know, all these changes have been implemented for the past three months. And now guys have been overworked and post office sorting centers are just fucking hammered. And so now they're saying that a lot of product, a lot of stuff that's been sent is getting delayed. And I mean, I can't I can't get mad at post office people. I can't. I, I, I have been certainly go by year four or whatever the fuck. But I, I just I've changed in the last five years where I try to adjust my thing because it's like it's not it's not this person's fault. It's not their fault. It's nobody's fault. But still, you go to the post office and I've been almost in fights in the post office. You know this. I mean, I told you this in a parking lot of the post office. I freaked out a fucking lady in a post office. Uh, one time I was headbutting a door. I mean, I'm not a smart person sometimes, but I've changed. 
I've gone ahead and gotten ahead of this. I've gotten way ahead of this issue. Um, so I went to pick up some packages uh, yesterday, which was Wednesday. And uh, I get I get there and you got to wear a mask. So here was, but it was a good start. I got a parking spot right outside the post office. I walked inside. And uh, of course you walk inside and it's this teeming mass of humanity. I mean, there, there's got to be, there's got to be 19 people in line. I mean, it's super long. It's long to the point where it starts kind of by the windows and then it goes down and then it fish hooks to the right and back toward the entrance. So it looks like a capital J. All right. So I walk in and I go to my PO box because, uh, you know, sometimes what they do is there'll just be keys for bigger PO boxes and that's where they've stuffed all your gifts. So in my head, I was like, please, please let there only be keys, please, please, please let there be keys. I open up the thing and there's keys. Uh, there's the, a key to one big PO box locker, but then there's slips. There's three separate slips, uh, that you hand. What that means is basically you have to wait in line and you have to get to the window and then they got to go fetch your stuff from the back. Now, do I think there should be one guy just in charge of going to get stuff in the back while other people work the windows. I do, but the post office is woefully unmanned and it's not their fault. And things have been turned upside down there these days. And, uh, even on their best days, people were mad at them, but now people are really stewing because they're not getting their stuff on time. And then they blame the post office dudes. And I mean, what the fuck, man, just get off everybody's back, especially now. Like you can't be mad at delivery dudes. You can't be mad at restaurant guys. Did I get mad at my Chinese guys? I did. Yes. We talked about this. Uh, and don't think I won't pick their brains on the pan fried crispy noodle. Next time I see those motherfuckers, but I went to the post office and again, I'm, I'm in a light mood. It's Christmas and I'm picking up gifts. It's not like I'm picking up a bomb, so I'm thrilled. Uh, I go get the stuff out of the PO box. I walk over, I get at the end of the capital J and, uh, and there's the, you know, please maintain six feet of distance, which is fine. We're all maintaining about four feet of distance because otherwise people will be out the door. And, uh, I, and I don't want to be the police. That's another thing, man. Everybody's wearing masks, which is a delight, but it's this thing where you're like, all right, could you guys just stop being uh, cunts like, and, and stop being so close to one another. And I don't want to be that guy. We're all in line. It's Christmas time. And so we're just going to get our packages. So I get at the end of the capital J. And, uh, and there was my, I should say this, when I went to get to the end of the capital J, there was a gentleman in OR scrubs and he kind of, uh, he was meandering a little bit and it was like, he was trying to find out where the line was while well, I was walking up as he was. And then I got in line and then he kind of shrugged and he's like, Oh, Oh, okay. I guess this is the line. And he went to get behind me and I said, Oh no, please go in front of me. And he said, no, no, of course you, you, you were ahead of me. I said, no, please. I saw you looking I go, and, and you were ahead of me. Please go ahead. And he's like, wow, thank you. And uh, because you know what, it doesn't hurt to be nice. Pay it forward, folks. If, if, if greeting cards and bullshit slogans have taught you anything, it's pay it forward. So I was like, just, I'm like, just being nice. Cause again, it's like, you, you know what? We're all in the post office. We're all going to stand there for fucking 20 minutes and wait to get for our fucking gifts. There's no reason to be mad at anybody. Um, a woman had come in and she's got a box. that's probably about, I would say it's about three and a half feet tall. So it's about to her waist. Okay. She's, uh, she's probably what five, eight. So maybe four feet tall, this fucking package. I don't know. If you put it on the ground, it's up to her goddamn waist. So she's ahead of me in line. So, uh, I'm in line. There's a guy behind me. He wants to make some uh, small talk about native Americans because I'm wearing my black ox hoodie. 
And he's like, what's that logo? And I, I said, well, it's the Chicago Blackhawks. He goes, no, the one on the back, like the C. I go, with the Tomahawks, that's their, it's a secondary logo. It means Chicago. It goes on their sleeves. And he said, oh, and then he's like, well, did you know that the Hopi Indians? And I mean, oh boy, here we go. We're off to the goddamn races. Me and me and this white dude, all of a sudden he knows everything about the Comanches. And he starts telling me, and I will tell you this, uh, it was very interesting. I, and I allowed him to talk. I wasn't going to shut him down. Ah, fuck you, Indian Joe. No, I listened to his wonderful anecdotes because clearly this was a field of study or something he cared about because he had a lot of facts. And so he and I are just, he's, and I should say, uh, he's making small talk. I'm doing a lot of nodding and, and a lot of this. Whoa. Wow. Seriously. Oh man, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, and then I said, uh, he's, he's still telling me more about my Native Americans. I go, well, I'll tell you, the extending of my knowledge of Native Americans is in the novel Blood Meridian, uh, you know, from uh, Cormac McCarthy. I said, because in there, uh, there's some very, very savage battles between. And he goes, oh, yes, that's what the way it was. And of course, the Native Americans were very savage. People don't understand. They were the most intense cavalry in the world. You know, uh, they had double repeating rifles and the Americans didn't have anything. Our cavalry. And I'm like, oh, yes. God forbid I get in seven words why I wanted to discuss a book. Maybe you knew a book that I knew instead of you now giving this impromptu lesson about Native Americans. Uh, we could have talked about a book, but no, no, you've seized the day again and stepped up to take the reins on this conversation. And again, like I said, I'm not mad, but I did chuckle to myself because it's like, oh, OK. Oh, so uh, so I'm not getting uh, to offer any information. Cool. Please continue to educate me about the people who, are, who were here before me. So he's talking we're and I'm listening and, uh, and we're moving up and, uh, and then, uh, the woman with the giant package gets to the window. Uh, she's about eight people in front of me. And, uh, as she gets to the window, she walks up and she lifts it up and puts it on the counter. And now they've got it all tricked out with plastic shields. They got to move stuff over, slide it over, grab it, move it here. So they do this and she puts it up there and, uh, and you're kind of semi, you know, in between me hearing about the history of Cochise, uh, I'm catching bits and pieces of this person. You know, I got to hear about fucking running bear or whatever the fuck, uh, who loved little white dog. And then he's, uh, um, or white dove, not white dog <laughs> running bear, loved white dove, not white dog. It was the white dogs who came and, uh, they couldn't see past the billfold. So this woman puts her box up and uh, they're talking about it, a little negotiating. And the dude behind the counter is clearly not Captain Post Office. Like he's just he's punching buttons. He's got questions and he's doing his best to get through it. And uh, she and it was this thing where he measures it. He measured it. He put it on the scale. He flipped it over to put it on the scale again. Then he measured it from the side. And in my head, it looked like a lot of busy work that didn't really matter. I mean, it's a fucking box. You know what I mean? I mean, I. I don't know if they've ever charged by height, but maybe they do now. I don't know. Again, they fucked the whole post office up. Who knows? So he's measuring it and he puts it on the scale and he moves it over here and he kind of like puts his arm by it. He looks like a dude who's just faking his way through his first day on the goddamn job. And then fucking, you know, behind me, I've got Boston Tea Party rampaging and then I'm listening to that. But then over here, she's trying to. And then the guy, I hear the guy say, OK, and he prints out the fucking ticket. He gives what's the zip code, the address. He gets the label. He's OK. And he goes, that's uh, it's going to be sixty dollars. And she I, I mean, she acts like someone told her her child had been kidnapped. She's like, what? And uh and it, to the point where people were startled, you know, because we're all just kind of in there getting our business taken care of. And uh, he goes and he says something. And then she goes, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. You know, that's ridiculous. And uh, and he's just kind of like, why? Well, OK, I, I don't know what to tell you. If you 
And she goes, that's not, I don't I said, I didn't want it first class. He's like, well, no, this isn't, this is, this is the rate that you asked for. And she goes, well, can it get any lower than that? And he said, well, no, this is, this is kind of the, the rate. I mean, it is, you know, and she goes, oh, I can't, you know, I'm not going to send this. I'm, I'm not going to send this. Give me it back. Give it me, give me it back, which I love. I love that decision in the moment because I've made that decision in the moment where you thoroughly in front of everybody just take a goddamn hacksaw to your own nose and grind it off and throw it on the floor and stomp out like a child and you grab your giant box. I'm never going to pay $60. That's ridiculous. $60. Why? I would never give me that box back. Give it to me now. I'll take it off. I can't believe this. She takes the box and she walks outside. And I guarantee you, because I've been her, uh, not on a chariot, been her, but I've been her. And I guarantee you, she got outside with the box. She stopped on the steps of the post office and went, Oh, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, Oh man, what the fuck am I doing? How stupid am I? I just waited in line for 25 minutes. Who, who do I think I'm going to drive this to fucking Nebraska? No, I'm not. Do I think I'm going to I'm going to shuttle this off to Connecticut? No, I can't bring it myself. And that's when it dawns on you that the post office is a fucking miracle. The very fact that they'll take your shit in California and send your shit to Maine for four bucks or eight bucks or 60 bucks, depending on how big the fucking package is, is, is a goddamn, it's, it's a heavenly song. It's when you start taking shit like that for granted. We've talked about it before with air travel. You know, it's like people get all grumpy and shitty and mean on the plane. I have too. I'm not going to say I haven't, but if you really think about it again, you're jetting through the fucking air. Like, like Superman, you're literally Superman, but you're encased in metal and you're just flying through the air to go to a fucking place that used to take nine days by horse. And you're going to be there in fucking three and a half hours. And not only that, you get a ginger ale to fucking top it all off. But this woman, man, I know, I know. Cause I've done it. I've been there. She took that box, schlepped it back outside, got on the stairs. And I guarantee you, she hung her head and went, that was fucking stupid because I just waited in line 25 minutes. And now I'm going to have to wait in line 25 more minutes, either here or at another post office, but I can't go back in because I got to save face. If I go crawling back in there now, they're going to think I'm a fucking idiot when it out, without realizing that we all know you're an idiot because you literally went, oh, I'm not going to send this. Why could I'm not going to send this then if it's that much money? Because again, what are you going to do? You think there's a black market package delivering guy? You know, meet a guy in the corner. Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? You see that box? You want me to take it somewhere? Hey, you like that box? That's a big box. What's that? Three and a half feet? It's about waist high on you. I know you don't want to be taken across the country, but I'll tell you what, being Vito, we got a van, see? Why don't you slip me, uh, I bet that costs 60 bucks at the post office. Why don't you, uh, I'll tell you what, you hand us each 20 bucks, we go 40, boom, we take this goddamn thing cross country. I, I don't know when it's going to get there, but it's going to get there, I promise. Look at this van. Do you think, have you ever seen a more beautiful van for carrying a box that, from, from a stranger? I don't think you have. Uh, cause yeah, you're not going to black market this shit. You got to send it to the post office unless you can think you're going to go to UPS or FedEx and save money there, which I guess you could try, but then, you know, maybe here's the thing. Here's what I say to you, ma'am. Uh, maybe just maybe you don't try to ship a, a, a fucking <laughs> hotel refrigerator. <laughs> it's, it's that big. It's a square fucking, you know, it, it looked like a Minecraft box. It's huge. 
and she's sending that and she's pissed about how much it costs. But I laughed because she carried it outside. And I guarantee you, I, I knew it. The second the harsh sun hits you in the face and the breeze lights up your cheeks, you just go, oh, man, I'm stupid. <laughs> I just I just wasted a half hour. And it's not like I can give this to anybody else. So I wish I would have been there the day she schlepped it back in. She had to go to a different post office because no way you would show ass and then come back into that fucking joint. Um, so she splits. And it's that kind of thing where you exchange the knowing glasses, the guy in the, the glances, the guy in the scrubs in front ahead of me. We're just kind of like, all right, man. So as we're standing in line, uh, a woman comes in. And uh, and look, here's how I'm going to describe her. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this in the nicest of ways, certainly. Uh, this is a lady who, uh, hmm, she was dressed in uh, what I would, what the parlance would be, what I would, what I would say that the kids today would call a hoochie mama. Uh, she had, she was wearing a onesie that, uh, that with no sleeves and, and came up to the, the crease in her thigh where, where your leg meets your hips. Um, it, it, it was like a swimsuit. It looked like a one piece swimsuit, but it was clearly a onesie because of the fabric it was made out of, uh, no bra and, uh, and, uh, the wind was doing its job and, and she saunters in and, uh, and I will say this, I, and again, I don't say this in it with any sort of uh, malice, uh, big girl. All right. Uh, it looked like me, you know, it may have been big enough to have climbed out of the box that other woman was trying to ship. She was, she was square and round at the same time. You ever see anybody like that where they're, they're just like, like a block, but also round. It's like a block in a barrel. That's what she looked like. She's a big girl. So, uh, and, and, uh, walks in while well, I mean, her nipples walked in about 30 seconds before. And then she comes in and, uh, and she's holding a gift wrap box, a gift wrapped box with a bow on it, wrapping paper. And, uh, and we're, and the, you know, the capital J is in full effect. The fish hook is there and we're all in line and we're waiting. And uh, I've got about six people ahead of me now at this point, she walks in and she kind of wanders around the post office for a while, almost in a, Hey, everybody, look at me type of way. Uh, but also she had the air of someone who thought she may have been alone in the building. Like she took notice of nobody else. She literally walked around on her phone texting, took a couple of laps holding this gift uh, and, and, and not making any progress in any way to the point where you would think to yourself, maybe that's a bomb. I don't know what she's doing. But she walked and she kind of then she put her head up and she like looked over and she's walking and she's looking and she looked. I think she was high as fuck. That didn't help. She's fucking high as balls and she's walking around. And uh, and again, everybody kind of everybody takes a look. Everybody takes a glance at her. Now, I should tell you this. We have the capital J. Right. But also there's now a uh, an arrow intersecting the capital J because we're in line to go to the windows. But there's also those automatic machines. So now there's a line for that that goes back that forms its own seven. So that's a seven that's intersecting the capital J. Uh, and she is just walking around through all of it. Like she's like she's running her own personal maypole. She's just ducking in and out of people. She's weaving. Uh, but also she's not like saying, excuse me. And she's not doing anything where she's like, pardon me. She's just walking like in a daze. And then as we're in line, she walks up to uh, the guy who, again, had to be his first day on the gig and the guy who measured the box. Um, someone f- finished with him and she walked up to the window. 
and she starts talking to him and, and everybody's letting her and he's answering her questions. And then she's like, Oh, okay. And she, and she's talking and, uh, she says, well, I don't know what, what to do. Do I, and I need a box, I think, or whatever I need. He goes, okay. And she goes, well, can you give me a box? He goes, well, there's boxes on the shelves. She goes, I looked, I don't, I don't like, I didn't think those were any good. I need a bigger box. And, and so he's like, oh, okay. And he's easily manipulated and he goes, okay. And he, he's got a box back there and he pulls it and, uh, it's, you know, it's not, built if you've ever gone to the post office it's all smushed it's flat and she goes oh well can you give me one that that's not flat and he goes well no you have to this is it and she goes oh okay well i need then i need to put it together can you put it together and the guy goes no you need to you need to take your stuff and go over there and put it together and uh she goes oh okay well how do i do that and he and now the capital j is starting to get a little shifty we're all kind of exchanging glances at one another and and just kind of nodding and just kind of smirking but um, she clearly doesn't give a fuck that there's anybody else in the building or that there's any sort of line or semblance of order because she's like, oh, can you build the box for me? And the guy says, uh, no, I can't. You need to take it over there. And OK, well, how do I do it? What do you mean? How do I do? Well, I don't know how to how to how do I do a box? And he's well, you got to tape it up. She goes, well, where's the tape? And he goes, well, you can buy a roll of tape. She goes, no, no, no. Don't you have any tape I can use? And the guy and and the woman who's working at the post office next to the new guy leans over and just goes here and hands her a tape gun, like a roller. She goes, okay. And then she goes, Oh, uh, I think I need a, a address label. The guy goes, well, you have to go over there and build the box and then we'll help you with the label. When, once you get in line and she goes, okay, well here, just give me, give me that one right there. And the guy does, he gives her a label and she takes a pen and she starts filling out the label. She has a flat box. She's got a tape roller. And now she's filling out the label at the window. She is she is completely usurped the line. She has stepped to the front. And as I've mentioned, the uh, the number seven is is still moving because people are using the machines. But the capital J, there's some consternation in the capital J because we don't understand what the fuck is going on, quite frankly. And I'm you know me. I'm trying not to get mad. I don't want to get upset. And it's everybody's kind of still jovial, but also looking at one another like because I will say this. It wasn't really a hostile takeover. It was just this sort of move where she just started doing it. And the, and the, can, the guy was letting her. He kept humoring her. He gave her the label. He's going, he, he did say a couple times, you need to go over there. You need to build the box. Well, I don't know how to do that. So here, just give me the label. I'll fill it out. And I, I don't know if you can help me with the box. You know, if you could do that. And she's looking at her phone and she's right, filling out the label. And uh, I, I look at OR scrubs. And he looks at me and just kind of shrugs. And then I look at fucking Native American knowledge and he looks at me and he's just kind of like, I don't get it. And uh, and the, the rest of the capital J is kind of like steaming because they're way at the back because now I'm like f- I'm four people away from a window or three people, I think. And uh, but she's hogging one of the windows. There's only three windows open. She's hogging one of them and she's filling out the label. She's looking at her phone and uh, and I'm I'm in line and uh, and look. You know me, and I shouldn't be this guy, and I, I'm usually not. Well, that's a lie. I, I was, I used to be this guy all the time, but I finally decide that if the fucking post office is going to fucking do a goddamn thing about it, and the rest of the capital J is going to be silent, I am going to step up for the capital J. And she leans over. She's filling out the label. She's saying, "Oh, can you help me build the box?" And well, where's the tape? But I don't know how to do it. And that stuff. And uh, and I'm behind her, and I, I don't. Uh, I look. I didn't. I'm not a bully. But at the same time, someone has to say something because nobody else will. And so I just go, hey, kiddo, there's a line with a, with a little bit of bass in my voice. Nothing major. Uh, but she heard me because everybody else in the capital J heard me and kind of nodded like, mm-hmm, finally, somebody fucking stepped up. 
And even the other post office lady catch, caught a glance of me and just kind of like nodded. And uh, But the other guy who's clueless, and again, not his fault, because I'm sure they've pressed a lot of people into duty during this holiday season who aren't used to dealing with the public. And he was a pushover. And uh, and he's still and I and he's trying to deal with and I so I, I like I said I went, hey kiddo, there's a line, and uh, everybody in the place, the J, the post office people, they heard me. She didn't, or at least she wanted to pretend that she didn't, and she kept looking at her phone and she kept filling out the label and then she took the box and then she had the tape and uh, about another fifteen seconds go by. And I look at the engine guy like I'm like, hey, man, I you heard me. Right. And he kind of like shrugs. And I look at OR scrubs and he just fucking shakes his head. Now he's disgusted. And uh, again, the post office people aren't saying anything. And then finally, I just go, there's a line that loud, like yelled it. Now, normally, again, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the fucking the post office cop. But I, I, I mean, it was that thing where you heard it echo off of the rafters. I let it go, man. It wasn't with ba- that one wasn't angry, but it was just this exasperated. There's a line. And. Uh, she didn't fucking move. She didn't even turn her head. She kept filling out the label. The only good thing was with the rest of the capital J now who are sharpening punji sticks and waiting to send this woman to a Christmas based death uh, didn't have to spring themselves into action because uh, the post office people could finally see Well, I mean, they saw the one woman did. And so uh, she understood when it, once I yelled, there's a line because people like jumped. She finally, she looks at this woman. She goes, you have to go. You have to leave this window. And the woman goes, well, I'm almost done. She goes, get, you know, you, you must go and you need to buy a roll of tape. Well, I have the tape. No, no. And she takes the tape roller away. She's need to buy a roll of tape and you need to get in line like everybody else. Well, I don't, I don't know what to do with this box. And she goes, you listen, I'm going to tell you one more time. You have to get back in the line and you have to grab some tape to buy some tape and you have to build this box. You have to just do this, but you have to leave this. You're not, you didn't wait in line like everybody else. And she just, and I tell you what, she wasn't mad. She didn't freak out. She just was like, Oh, 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 looks at her phone, grabs the flat box and her gift and the, and then just goes over to the table to, to do whatever the fuck she was going to do to not build a box, I guess. And I mean, what a, what a fucking lesson to see that again in front of my eyes. Cause I mean, I, like I said, I've, I've tried not to get angry at people like that. I've seen this kind of stuff unfolding all the fucking time. And I see these people just fucking doing whatever the fuck they want. But the fact that she just by osmosis cut in the line, started to convince that dude that she should be there. She's got, you know, please. And she's like, Hey, why don't you build that box for me? How would you do this? You know? And just, and, and cause I, again, like I said, she was dressed like a woman who was probably used to using her body to get what she wanted. And it just seemed like she also was not affected by anybody telling her that there were other people in the world. Hey, there's other people here who have other things that they have to do. And, and they're not wearing onesies and nobody else has poked an eye out with a goddamn nipple and don't expect the fucking world to stop because you come in here in your fucking ridiculous outfit and sashay around and think everybody's going to fucking let you do whatever the fuck you want. Fucking OR scrubs is staring at me. I'm just laughing and fucking the guy behind me. We're just, we just, we couldn't believe 
believe it. The rest of the capital J too. And I look back and they all kind of like nodded at me like, uh-huh. Yeah. You were deputized and you fucking stepped up and you got her away from the goddamn counter. But I wanted to say them wasn't me who got her away from the counter. It was this fucking hero who works for the post office who fucking looked at her and took away the fucking tape roller and goes, no, you know what? Cause I'll tell you what, again, they probably would have helped her if she had waited in line and come up with all that fucking build a package bullshit. But instead she's like, oh, give me a box. Give me a label. Give me tape. Do this. I don't know how to do it. Can you build a box for me? Fuck your helpless nonsense. Either do this shit or don't, but get the fuck out of the way because OR Scrubs has got to go back and save lives and Injun Joe's got to go back and tell a fucking story about Geronimo to his cousin and I got to pick up some goddamn gifts from my friends because I got this